this. He's the Saber Advisors Audio Experience. What's up, Russy? What's up, Kyle? Is that Ken Breslin? Is, Is that really KB here? in the house? Get out of With here. With the party hat on? Hold on. We got a party hat on everything. Hang on. Invite to speak. Oh, no. Let's go. KB is going to take over Clubhouse right now. Kenny Is never has on? anything to say. He's on. Did, I, you get, did you make this happen, Gina? I did make it happen. I, um, I think that he would have a lot to say. I think I'm inviting him to speak, but I get I get the hunch that he doesn't know how to accept no, I, that invitation. I showed him. Uh-oh. And he never has anything to say, though. No, never. <laughs> it's all right. He's not a moderator. We can mute him. <laughs> KB! Where's his picture? I think I have a picture. We need a picture. See, he's got a party hat. He doesn't need a picture yet. I I asked Gina to use my Tinder picture. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God! Uh, You know what? Is that the picture of Prince Harry? Is that is that that, dog? This is a good time. First off, this is a good time to remind everybody that this room is being recorded, (laughs) uh, and 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 the content very well could end up being repurposed uh so i just want to let everybody know that and repurpose welcome welcome to the welcome to the stage kb welcome to clubhouse thank you for inviting me thank you for uh having me and happy anniversary happy anniversary this is this is a big day for us how did you pick today uh it's the official date of the incorporation of the business ah Okay, that's a good date. It's a good date, right? I, by the way, let's let's stick with that for a second because you know I think first off, see a lot of familiar faces out there in the audience, and you know I want to. We talk about a lot of the same stuff, you know, on Clubhouse as as retail real estate professionals, and you know, using this platform. Um, so it's been a lot of the same stuff, but exciting stuff nonetheless. But um, but let it's interesting, Kenny, because you know, man, we we started, we really started Saber at the end of 2010, uh, because I I officially gave my notice that I was leaving leaving CBRE uh, at the end of 2010, and you know, but it did take us obviously a few months to get get set up. Um, but you know, for those of you who do not know Ken Breslin, the the B in Sabre, it stands for Siano and Breslin Real Estate, which we never really talk about. You know, it's not something that's necessarily known uh, by by the, the the general population. But Kenny, why don't you why don't you just talk a little bit about about you know the evolution of what we've been doing? Okay, you know, the name Sabre was interesting because Jay and I had worked on it for like three weeks. And we came up with some really shitty names during it. <laughs> and uh, one day Jay calls me and he says, Kenny, I got it. He says, but I'm a little reluctant to tell you because the S comes before the B. And I was like, Jay, we've been spending three weeks with shitty names. Just tell me what you got. He's like, Saber. At which point I thought he was crazy because I knew there was an airline uh, software named Saber. And then he said, no, no, don't you see it? You know, it's Seattle Breslin, Saber. I said, oh, I said, wow, that's cool. There's a lot of logic there. <laughs> and um, 
and that was uh, that was the end of it. That's how we decided on it. It's funny. Um, I'm a, I'm actually staring in my office. I'm legitimately staring at the piece of paper from Wikipedia, Kenny, that I brought to you, and and insisted that you pay attention to the fact that not only is it cool because it's an acronym for Ciano and Breslin Real Estate, yeah. but it's strong because it's a sword and it's a weapon and we're going to disrupt the industry and blah, blah, blah. So I still you, have that was, framed. It wasn't really easy to come up with names. Uh, oh, oh, we got Corey Zelnick raising his hand here. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, Kenny, we, we must we hear go. we must hear some of the ones that didn't make the cut, though. Oh, God. <sighs> oh, Jesus. We had some names that were like, sounded more like razor blade companies yeah, like Gillette, right? That. Yeah, we were. I was big on the razor blade company. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me, let, let, me ju- let me jump in here as the, as the first outsider to congratulate all of you, uh, Jason, Kenny, all your partners, Russ, everybody. I don't know who the partnership makeup is, but all of you deserve high praise and congratulations uh, for what you've done and what you continue to do and where this is going. Uh, so, again, uh, all the best to you guys to keep going forward with this machine. It's, it's wonderful. I've had the good fortune to get to know a lot of you prior and during and whatever. Uh, cut, cut, cut some deals with you guys over the last couple of months, which has been great working with uh, your team. Uh, it, I look forward to more deals with you guys, and that's great. And I just want to wish you continued, continued success for for many, 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 many years to come. Uh, so, Thank all, you, Corey. My, all my pleasure, all my love to you guys, and everything like that. I want to get this in because I got to jump out. Most importantly, congratulate you guys. Keep going forward, Jay. Thank you for having me on the uh, into the army now. I'm I'm yes, jacked sir. up about that. You know that. I'm looking forward to a lot of good things with you and everybody else who's part of that team. And uh, nothing, nothing but uh, great things ahead for all of you guys. And I look forward to catching up with everybody real soon. All right, all the best, Corey. Guys. You're you're Bye, you're, Corey. A, you're a class act, man. And and obviously the friendship is much appreciated. And uh, you know what? You know you know how difficult it is uh, to run. Forget be a broker. Yeah. To 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 create and scale a brokerage company. So. So, you know, we feel your pain, man. Yep, and we appreciate the, the respect. Hey, number one, all in it together. That's what we do, right? That's how That's we do right. it. And like right. you like to say, Jay, all love. Have a great day. All everybody. love, brother. You all right. too. Have Bye, a great Corey. day, everyone. Thanks, Thanks Corey. All right. Bye-bye. So, Kenny, just, just to, to reset the room here so people understand, you know, who, who you are, because clearly you're not spending a lot of time on Clubhouse. This is your first time on Clubhouse. There are people in this room that that we know and love and there are plenty of people in this, in this room that you don't know um so can you give a little background just on how you got into into commercial real estate well had a lot to do with my family um when i got out of uh, college university of denver it was only one thing i was going to do and i wasn't quite sure i wanted to do it so i went i ducked into law school for a couple of years and then after law school, I still wasn't sure I wanted to commit to the family business. So I went into the uh, modeling business in Manhattan for five years. Um, and that. Wait, 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 but hold on, guys. We got to We got to stop there because you're not going to 
say the most exciting part about you going into the modeling business unless oh. I make you. So, so, so Kenny discovered somebody pretty big actually. So, so do you want to tell them who it, who it is? True story. And one of the good things of the very few good things in that business was you go on scouting trips and uh, we met Shannon Elizabeth on a trip to Dallas. And, and somebody else takes credit for that, though. But you guys actually discovered Shannon Elizabeth. Yeah. She later did a Playboy interview, and she said she came to New York with Ford models. And that's not true. She came with Cameo models. And um, we put her up in a uh, an apartment we had rented on the west side. Today, uh, Back then, it was called Hell's Kitchen. Um, <laughs> and her parents came in, and they said, are you sure this is safe? And we said, <laughs> Mr. Elizabeth, this is just great. She's going to love it here. And uh, that was our story. We were off to the races with her. And uh, we did commercials and stuff. And it was fun. And uh, after realizing that it was hard to do anything more than break even, my uh, friend and I, who started it, we ended up selling it. And I ended up getting now into the business for real. And I started as a broker. What what year is that? What year did you sell Cameo? This is like 92, 93. Okay. And I uh, got in the business as a broker, you know, chasing everything from the pastrami king to, uh, oh, God, early on, uh, a bunch of shoe town deals and stuff like that. And, you know, it was interesting. People some very learned people. Breslin Realty had uh, has a uh, encyclopedia or a deep history of some of the best brokers on uh, Long Island being there. And, and, and beyond, obviously, folks that have yeah. started on Long Island and then grown into, you know, very, very big people in the industry. Name, name a few. You know what? It's funny because I always reference that and I name a few people, but give five people who, who came out of Breslin University. Okay, well, I guess the foremost would uh, you guys all know Peter Ripka. Peter Ripka and I met in contracts class in law school at the very back row where we were both reading our newspapers underneath the lectern. And uh, we both knew that we weren't going to be lawyers. And we both took the two year path and we both studied for the bar together, overstudied because we knew we only had one shot at it. And we both walked away from the bar exam on the pier of where the prep uh, is. And we both looked at each other and we both said that was easy. We passed. And we did. Um, Peter came to the office and started selling real estate. His life was otherwise in shambles at the time. And uh, he literally had zero money. And I'll never forget, he had an old crappy car. And then he lost his radio or someone stole his radio. It was like the he, the car was in a wreck to begin with. They now steal his radio. Uh. He was drive, driving around with a little AM radio portable in his little, uh, you know, on his dashboard. And uh, one thing about Peter, he was very organized. There wasn't, I'm sure he still has the same yellow pad that he started with. And he's got just rows and rows, columns and columns of yellow pads. It's with amazing. his notes. So, so for those of you who don't know, Peter Ripka is is one of the founders of Ripco. He's the Rip in the in in the Ripco, uh, and Kim Kim Walton, who's on stage with us, uh, obviously knows knows Peter. I sure do. I was there eighteen years. Just yeah. eighteen years. 
so who were the others? Chris Conlon was here back then, as was John Hanlon, Brian Schuster, um, uh, Big Deal Neil. Uh, Jeff Neil <laughs> was Jeff Howard uh, here? Jeff Howard was never with us. No, uh, he yeah. he came on. Uh, he came to the party late. Um, then there were guys like Harris. What Russo. about uh, G- Gene Spiegelman too? Gene Spiegelman, Harris Russo. Um, these were all guys that, uh, you know, were there and before everybody was the old, was Stanley Shuckman. Wow. That's right. That's right. Um, and they were a bunch before him even, um, but that's where it started. And, uh, so, 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 so you, you started to say that your family obviously is in the real estate business, but you didn't. You didn't mention how they got into the business. Yeah, my dad was a, uh, a son of a fruit and vegetable guy on Main Street in Hempstead. And my dad said, he said to his dad, my grandfather, he says, you know, in Florida, they have these big stores, they're supermarkets. And my grandfather said to him, just keep your head down and get the, get the apples out on Main Street. And my father said, this isn't the future. Ultimately, he ends up leaving the fruit and vegetable business and he starts selling houses and then he starts, um, I think he did a couple of 7-Eleven deals and then gas stations and that's how he got in the business. And and so, you know, to, to, to fast forward um, and, and, you know, Kenny's uh, humble and, and modest, but to fast forward uh kenny's family is is a a major developer that brought um brought a lot of companies to long island for the first time uh and has developed and and owns and manages uh about nine million square feet of uh of of shopping centers uh primarily in new york which is amazing that's right Amazing, Stu Fagan, the person responsible for introducing me to Kenny. Why don't Why don't you chime in here? How How, how did we get here? Oh gosh, how did we get here? <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, well, I don't even remember the year, but uh, we were kind of busy at Breslin as brokers, and um, and you know, I was wondering who could I get to to join us and help out. So I call up my brother, Brian, and I said, Brian, who, do you have any friends that we could reach out to that might be looking for a new, uh, a new career? And he says, you know, why don't you call Ciano? Uh, you know, he's working for this media company. They sell ad space. Uh, give Jay a call. You know, I think this is right after 9-11. Um, this is, I, I think that occurred Right around 9-11, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So he said to, to give you a call. Uh, so I did. You came in and, and met Kenny and uh, hit it off. And I guess the rest is kind of history. Yeah, um, it's it, well, it's funny because it sounds so simple, right? But, you know, to, <laughs> to, to, to take it a little, you know, to, to delve a little deeper into, you know, what what actually transpired in my life and, you know, those of you who know me know I have no problems being fully transparent. Um, so, you know, I had I had just lost my mother to cancer and I was, you know, I just 
shortly after I graduated college, I moved back to New York because she was sick and probably never would have come back to the East Coast if, if she wasn't sick. Uh, I did. And, you know, I was working in in, uh, in in Internet advertising during when everything was everything that had a website was called a dot com at that time. This is ahead of a, a lot of people's time, probably that are in this room. Um, and living in the city, you know, working in the city um, and I was a DJ. So I'd spend most of my nights in clubs, you know, hanging out and, and uh, enjoying the fringe benefits of of being in the club scene in New York City. So I would barely sleep, you know, most nights I'd be out, you know, DJing and promoting nightclubs. And then I'd show up to my job in the morning and like be half of a human because clearly, you know, you can't function very well when you've been out till 5 a.m. and then show up to work at 730 um so so i knew that you know and, and i was obviously dealing with the loss of, of my mother which didn't make it any better so uh so when i got the call from Stu's brother brian i it was almost a, a an opportunity that i felt like it was a a sign that i needed to change i needed to change the the path that i was on um, and I wasn't really proud of, you know, of, of what I was doing at the time. And I was in my early twenties. Um, and, and when that occurred, I, Stu, I'll never forget, Stu explained to me what Breslin did, which, you know, by the way, when I meet people now and tell them what I do, they don't realize that there are people that do what we do. Like they, they're like, wait a minute. So like you represent Starbucks and like design their strategy and actually, negotiate on their behalf or you help a shopping center owner or a you know a property owner decide what tenants are going to you know come into their project and by the way before i met kenny i didn't even realize that human beings owned shopping centers it was something i never thought about right so i didn't know there was a family that owned this big grocery anchored shopping center i just never spent time thinking about it um, but when I, when, when Stu explained this to me, I was like, just enamored with the concept of, of retail real estate. And it, it fit really well into, again, the restaurant stuff. I was into fashion, music, all those things. So real estate was always of interest to me, but when Stu introduced me to retail real estate, I was blown away by it. And, and in a lot of ways, I'll say it now, I feel like it, it saved my life in a little bit because, you know, I was definitely headed down the wrong path at that time and i think we still have a debate on what your first deal was of course we do <laughs> i think it's dina nail in in uh in willow willowwood and you think it's uh a, a cell phone store air cell yeah <laughs> maybe one day kenny could look through the books or something the archives <laughs> yes I'm sure I, I'm owed a renewal as we speak on air <laughs> on air cell in like North Babylon. Right, exactly. <laughs> Kenny, Those tell renewal the checks are nice though, aren't they? Oh, they're the best. <laughs> tell tell the story from your perspective when when you met me for the first time, because I, I had I, and by the way, Kenny is hired and trained so many people in this industry. So you know, my recollection is so different from his because obviously it was like a, you know, I'm sitting across from like a very successful person in commercial real estate and I'm this like young punk. So 
you know, I think it all goes back to the uh, the simple index cards. I gave him a stack of index cards. I said, go meet every shopping center, every supermarket on Long Island. Tell, sketch it out for me. Tell me who owns it. Tell me what's available. You know, most people will get to the point where it's a half-inch thick stack. Jason ended up getting to the point where it was about two inches thick. I said, I, ah, now I, could, now I should spend some time with you. Now I've got an investment because that's how I used to measure people. How thick was their stack of index cards? Um, so, and one day I found out that Justin, that Jason was still doing the index cards while uh, he didn't have a car. So he didn't have a car. He's like, yeah, I have a little issue. And I said, yeah, okay. So he tells me what the issue is and he didn't have a car. So he was traveling by bus doing index cards. Now, now that that is a story that most people don't know. And <laughs> and as you know, I have zero shame. So the uh, guys, when, when we talk, it's so funny because I see young people complain about, you know, like things being difficult and kind of wanting things to happen quickly. I mean, our industry, especially on the leasing side, is like molasses. <clears throat> And it's painful. And, you know, everybody in this room understands how difficult it can be. But guys, now think about this. And this isn't a pity party for me, but I, I just had lost my mom. I, I got arrested. I lost my car and I still was forging forward with index cards, completing what my boss asked me to do. If that's not grit, I don't know what is. Those index cards, uh, you know, should go into some sort of Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> I still have mine, Kenny. I'll never, I'll go. never get rid of those. Russie, welcome, welcome to the party, Russie. I've been you... here. I'm just enjoying the story. No, 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 no. I, I, I'm, what I'm saying is now is the right time to introduce you to the party because we also have a fun story on how you joined this uh, wonderful uh, thing called Saber. Yeah, well, it's it's it is a interesting story. So I was working at a uh, large investment sales firm called Massey Knackle in uh, based out of the city. I was in their Queens office. Um, got the job right out of college. Was very blessed to get the job. They would get a thousand resumes a, a month, and somehow I got a job there. They were like the the largest boutique. Um, sales firm. And when I say boutique, we still had three offices, but we, we were in a CBRE or a JLL. Um, got a job there uh, working for this, you know, young, uh, obnoxious uh, frat bro and um, did that for a while. And while I was learning from him, I realized that I liked the retail assets the most of all the things we were selling. The retail assets to me seemed the most interesting and most fruitful and what I wanted to own ultimately, because every time I would deal with a retail landlord trying to sell the building, they were the most laid back. You know, they were, they owned a Walgreens, they were collecting coupon checks. So they weren't stressing out about boilers breaking and collecting rent from, you know, uh, residential tenants and all this other stuff. So I was like, this is what I want to do. And as things got um, uh, tenuous with my boss, uh, because he was kind of a dick. Um, it's funny because Corey's not here anymore. Corey knows him well too. Um, 
I was like, well, what I got to do, I got, I got to get an exit strategy. There was a lot more stuff that happened behind the scenes that he did some stuff that wasn't good or nice to me. And I realized it was time to, to make a move. And we had a, we knew a mutual contact. You knew Harrison Douglas somehow through someone and he had made it. Right. I got him a job at Massey Knackle and he knew I wasn't happy. He's my buddy from college. And he's like, you should go meet this guy, Jay Ciano at Breslin. And I was doing big things in retail. Uh, you know, I'll make an intro. So we made an intro. I went, I met with you and Kenny, and I remember the interview very, very vividly. I came all prepared, suited up, you know, like ready to crush an interview, like beautiful resume, the whole nine. I don't think Kenny even looked at my resume. And he starts, you know, we start, you know, shooting the shit, you know, getting to know each other a little bit. And I remember Kenny turned to me and he said, I have two questions for you. Maybe it was three. He says, one, do you have a car? And I said, yes, <laughs> I, I have a car. And two? do you have a pulse he said two, no two do you need any money from us and i said no because i just closed a few deals i had some money i was sitting on i'm like no i'm good i, I don't need money i didn't need a draw he said okay you're hired <laughs> and i said that's it he said that's it let me know when you want to start so at that time i'd been working for a long time never took a break i was dating my now wife we were dating long distance i took like a three-week break and went down to stay with her down in Virginia where she was living, kind of just to decompress and get ready to start this new phase of my career. I come on to Breslin and we started Charity Realty. That was what, our, what year is this? This has got to be maybe 2006, 2005, something like that. 2000, yeah, it was, it was 2006. Yeah. Maybe 2006 it was. Yeah, and yeah. We, uh, we started Charity Realty, which was our office of the young folks down in the basement of the Breslin building. Yeah. So, so actually, you know what? <laughs> Let's stick with that for a second, because that was like, so, so at that time, you know, I, I, so I started, I officially started at Breslin in 2001 and I had been working now at, at Breslin for five years. And I remember for a lot of the younger folks here. I remember that, you know, when I, when I got to Breslin, I was like, okay, how am I going to compete with folks that are in the business as long as I'm alive? And, you know, Beth Lamport, who at the time, who has since passed, um, very, very sad, you know, who was somebody that I learned so much from just watching how she operated. Um, but she, uh, you know, I, I, I just didn't know how I would be able to, you know, kind of break out in this business. And, you know, I, I set my sights on, on, you know, learning kind of the tenant rep side of the business, which I always gravitated towards. And, you know, by that time, by the time Russell joined, I, I had, I was representing Starbucks. I discovered Chipotle when I was visiting friends in LA and I ended up bringing them to the market and designing their strategy. So at the time I'm representing Starbucks and Chipotle a bunch of other, you know, smaller, less known tenants. And I became officially the top producer at the company. And, uh, and at that time, it was the, the, the people at the company were, you know, way more traditional, obviously, than I was, especially at that stage of my life. Um, and Kenny was was kind enough to allow me to spin off into my own office suite in the building. And that's why when Russell references charity realty i started my own team in a separate office suite 
and we had a big whiteboard. And at the top of the whiteboard, we wrote charity realty because it always felt like we were always in business, like doing charity work because we just never got paid. We worked on so many different deals, but we never got paid. It was charity realty. Go ahead, Russ. Yes. Yes. That was fond, fond memories. We had a lot of fun. Smoked a lot of cigarettes too, which is a whole other story. Oh my God. <laughs> you want to go get one? It was it was literally as if we were like in the mortgage business, you know? Jay, like we were, yeah. You're forgetting your bread and butter. M- Melinda Miller. Is that is that what you're gonna say? Oh, uh, Louis Kenny. Because that, oh, that that's the maybe. best Russell segue ever. I'm actually it probably is not even close to what he was gonna say. But is that not the best segue, Russell, for you? Well, that's another that's another funny story we'll tell. No, so it's my of second, course we'll, we'll tell that. It's uh, my ho- ho- <laughs> Kenny. Are you there? Oh, he keeps bouncing off. Go ahead. So it was my second day at Saber. <laughs> And I say Breslin, sorry, second day of Breslin. And I remember I'm trying to get to know everyone that I'm working with. I don't know anyone. And I start, there was a, a young, young woman named Melinda Miller who was working for Jay as his assistant, right hand, whatever she was at the time. And I remember starting to ask, she's not from here. I think she's from Missouri, right? Or something, wherever she was from. Yeah. And I started asking like, oh, so where are you from? Why are you living in New York? How'd you get here? And she got so offended that I was asking personal questions that she immediately went to Jay and, and told Jay that she had a, they had to fire me because I was making her feel <laughs> uncomfortable because I was asking un- inappropriate personal questions about her. Meanwhile, the reason she was getting upset because she moved here for a guy and all this drama that was going on in her life that I knew nothing about. I was just trying to be friendly and get to know the people I was going to be working with. And she got so bent out of shape. And I remember it saying, Jay, I don't know what I did, man. It's my second day. I was just trying to be nice. <laughs> I, the best part is, Russell, I remember I was at a Starbucks store and I'm getting like, you know, texts from her that you, you offended, offended her and I needed to, you know, like uh, take care of this situation and so on and so forth. And, you know, so it's so funny. Russell was so apologetic and, you know, obviously he, he hit a nerve, you know, uh, of some sort. And I had to resolve that one, you know, after, after a Starbucks store, which was not a fun time, but I'm super happy, Russell, that, uh, I didn't fire you, fire you right then and there. Yeah. So. I think it worked out all right for us. <laughs> um, Telling them the Miller story. Yeah. We are. Yeah. What, what were you saying was, was my bread and butter? Was the tanning beds. Oh yeah. Well, that was my first, uh, my first client, uh, yeah. yeah, my first real client still. What you know, were they, Miami, Miami tans? No, be- no beach, beach bum, beach bum tanning. Beach. And it, and it's so funny because Jimmy, who's up on the stage with us, represented Beach Bum in New Jersey, and I represented them in New York. Augie, you one there? Deal, one deal took you 15 years to get paid. I'm here. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. Longer than 15 years, Kenny. I just got squared away, like, literally last month. He was paying $100 a month or something. <laughs> God, I mean, how did, how did, I don't even want to go into it. Guys, this could turn into a room on how to protect yourself on getting paid, which is yes, a, totally. a big challenge in our industry, as everybody knows. So, um, so just to finish my saga quickly. Yes. And then we take it. So then it, the, the next funny thing that happened, so I'm, 
Um, well, two things happened. One, I made my first deal in about two months after getting into the retail business. So I said to myself, man, this is easy. Okay, was could I I was wrong. That's for damn sure. What what deal was it? It was a tropical smoothie cafe deal in Center Reach with Kimco. Ah, and that's how I, I met Tom that. Pira and was able to build a good relationship with Tom. He was great because he knew I knew nothing and he kind of held my hand through the process. You know, I knew nothing about retail leasing. And he was a great guy and you know, was super uh, flexible and understanding and helped us get through that deal. And I made my first deal within like two, three months of being. Uh, in the retail business, which was, you know, unheard of and incredible. Um, but the, you know, the real interesting part of all of this was, I remember maybe it was three months, four months, I was at Breslin and Jay said, I, I need to meet with you. We need to talk. And I'm like, uh-oh, I'm gonna, did I offend Melinda again? Am I getting fired again? <laughs> and he said, no, no, nothing like that. So we we ended up having a meeting and he says to me, I've got good news and I've got bad news. And I said, well, give me the bad news first, I guess. And he said, I'm leaving Breslin. I'm going to CBRE to run their retail brokerage services for Long Island and the boroughs. And I can't take you with me. And I said, okay, I just left a pretty good job. Although I hated my boss, I was making money. It was a good, it was a good gig. Uh, you know, what the fuck? <laughs> And he said, well, what's uh, the good news? And I said, well, what's the good news? And he said, well, you're getting the Starbucks account. And I said, well, I don't know anything about retail. So how's that going to work out? And I remember you saying, don't worry, man. You're a smart kid. You're a hard worker. You'll figure it out. And uh, whatever, 13 years later, we still have that Starbucks account. And we've done over 100 deals with them. So I guess it's worked out. Um, it has. Yeah, I was... Uh, I was in a bad place that when you told me that I was like, oh, shit, oh, shit. what am I going to do now? And uh, it turned out hey, to it be worked a... out pretty good. Oh, wait a minute. Is Lindsay Tremarkey in this room raising her hands? <laughs> oh, well, oh, my God. Like, this up, is the perfect. What timing? Lindsay? <laughs> Are you kidding me? I literally saw this. I came on and I hear Russell saying, and I was given the Starbucks and hear the whole story. <laughs> Nothing can stop I me. Know, I'm all I did have to come up and testify. Um, first of all, I was at, and Russell, we kind of grew up together a little bit. We did a bunch of deals together with Starbucks and no it was really my first time in the industry doing deals like that. Um, I actually took a picture and posted it of myself at the Hicksville drive-thru today. So holler. Yeah. Hello. Oh yeah. But um, no, I just I I wanted to just come on here briefly and say, Russell, you were one of the big reasons why we did so many amazing deals at Starbucks. You and I had a really dynamic relationship, and we really we knocked it out of the park. So oh, yeah, I have to. Did. You did a you did a really good job, and Jay did a really good job by putting you on the account. And I'm so happy to know that you guys still have the account. Thank Lindsay, you. Couldn't have done that, it means, without you. that means the world, man. We, you know, uh, our our work is not easy, and and brokers are typically, uh, you know, not necessarily uh, thanked for the, you know, the the energy that they put into into work. So hearing any positive feedback is always welcome. It was literally the best time of my real estate career and I shared it with you guys. So I'm glad to come on your uh, little 10 year anniversary jammy jam and yeah. spread some love. Awesome. Linz. Love you. That was awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. My Good pleasure. stuff.
Good stuff. Russie. Yeah. So, so, so I, I, you know, guys, I want to, I want to just underline and reiterate to everybody here that like, you know, this business is all about rep reputation, right? So, you know, for me, when I was leaving Breslin, first off, it was the toughest, easily the toughest, um, you know, business decision that I had to make uh, in my life at that time. And, and I always, and, and Kenny knows, appreciated, you know, what the opportunity that he gave me. Um, and, and, you know, it was very difficult for me to leave, but um, you know, being a, a 1099 broker with no health insurance and, you know, the, 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 the track that I was on, you know, when CB came knocking and paid me handsomely to leave, I really had no choice but to go. And, and to Kenny's, um, you know, I, I respect Kenny for, for in complete, not being happy that I was leaving by any means, but fully, uh, supporting me and, and encouraging me to, to, to go and, and grow, uh, you know, my network and, and my, my uh, education and learn as much as I could. Uh, and ultimately, you know, who knows what, what would happen in the future. And now, obviously, we all know what would happen in the future. But um, it was also tough for me to, to tell, you know, Russell that and even though I was, I knew I was giving was him, giving a, him a, a, a great opportunity with the Starbucks account, you know, I, I felt like I was letting him down. And, and uh, you know, that was tough for me as well. Russie, so we'll sorry we'll get I'm back. getting a call. Yeah. I, I no, don't care. worry about it. So, uh, but you know, from there, obviously, Russell, you know, you did pick up uh, what I what I left behind, and you guys went went on a tear, and and then a whole another chapter, obviously, with Lindsay, uh, was such a great time for us, and and such a great time for Saber. I mean, that that was Saber. Yeah, that really. Uh helped us propel forward we uh we broke some records on the amount of deals that we were opened in a year for a company that all it does is grow so it's uh it's saying a lot about the power of our team and what we're able to execute so it's, it's pretty incredible it, it's good stuff for sure i just i just had to come back on the stage and just just throw a few more bones because Go. it was so much fun it was so much fun <laughs> We would get in the car and we would just like bullshit about everything and just do these like ridiculous deals. And the reason uh, I would just be like, no, go get a lower rent. And Russell would come back and be like, okay, I got the lower rent. And I'd be like, what? How did you do that? <laughs> and we were just getting deals, deals approved, like basically showing up at uh, community board hearings late at night. Like, I mean... Uh, even to this day, like I'm, I, I work now with Lidl, who's, you know, gearing up to do some, some deals. I was with Wawa after I left Starbucks, but, um, I live on Long Island and I'm just so proud. Like I, I go out of my way to drive the stores that opened after I left. And I don't know, like, it was just such a good time. Like, isn't that isn't that one of the coolest parts about what we do, Lindsay? Like, you know, being able to see your blood, sweat, and tears, like, you know, and drive past it and walk into it, you know. Yeah. So Todd Truhella, who was who was a VP at Starbucks in real estate, or uh, and he was my boss at the time. We, he was training me, and he was saying like 
you're going to walk your kids and your grandkids to these stores and you're going to say, I did this deal. And it's literally like you put a, a, a stamp in the grounds and every time like I, I just get a good feeling. Like I get all the memories rushing. I get the feeling of accomplishment that I saw it from beginning to end and had a good time doing it, you know? It's awesome. It is. And you know what? There's, there's a handful of those really exciting, you know, times when, when everything is, you're, you're in, 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 in the pocket, you know what I mean? You're just Yeah. It's flowing. like the stars aligned. Yeah. The stars so aligned and we didn't have an easy time. Like, let's call a speed to speed. I came oh, in. I remember definitely Dan was not Allen easy. was like, and everybody was like, you got to be hard on those guys. If they like you, you're doing something wrong. We would and... get our asses handed to us constantly. It was like, wait, we're doing a great <laughs> job. Why are we getting yelled at? <laughs> it was just, honestly, it was like, it was just the way it needed to happen for us to get into the flow, for our personalities to mesh, to just get into the flow of just doing crazy amounts of deals. It's so funny too. Cause like when we, when, when I take myself back to that chapter, it's like, you know, I had a newborn at home. You guys didn't have kids yet. I felt like I got kicked in the stomach constantly and I was yeah. not sleeping. And I, I just started <laughs> oh, a broke, I just started a brokerage company. I'm like, uh, you know, what the fuck did I sign up for? What am I? Oh doing? my God. You know, it was, like it, it, it comes with the territory of handling uh, me. No, but it's not even you. It's just everything. It was like I had it. You know what I mean? It's like nothing's been easy. And, you know, there are so many people that I think would look at Sabre 10 years later and be like, you know, like, well, that shit was handed to Jay. Like, you know, like it's just fucking people, you know, hate on uh, hard work and, and don't realize what actually is going on behind the scenes. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I hear you. I think. I think you you have really taken your brand in a much different direction that other uh, companies have taken their brand image. Um, and honestly, like, you know, I, I just had a ton of fun working with you guys. Everyone in your company was just like super down to earth, chill and fun. And it was just a good time. Like even in Vegas, we'd just be like, you know, going out to dinner. I think we went out for, for your birthday. Who's, whose birthday was it when we went to uh, the um, uh, the one that's on the Lower East Side, the uh, Beauty, Beauty in Essex? That was probably Scott Shear. Right. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We, no, we, we always had a blast, man. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll, oh we'll keep God. some of those stories for ourselves. We'll keep we'll keep those those, those stories uh, to the grave. But and that's what that's what's so great about what we do because I think there are a lot of great people in the industry and and you know you 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 forge these relationships when you're in the car with people for so long. The U.S. Open, we always had a blast right. going to the U.S. Open together. Oh you man. Know? You guys, I mean, I don't want to take up too much of stage time, but you guys really, like, I grew up with you guys. Like, I came from Talent Sports International. I graduated at NYU with the real estate, with the master's in real estate development, which, which taught me nothing other than I know how to network, and which is valuable, which is hands down valuable, and, you know, gave me a little bit of street cut on my resume. 
And then I luckily got a job. I, I, I graduated when the market crashed and there, yeah. and I was, I thought I was going to have to be an executive assistant for the rest of my life. I mean, I was, <laughs> I was scared and I ended up getting that job at town sports, New York sports club. And, um, I ended up getting my foot in the door at Starbucks and I didn't know anything. I had to, I you want to talk about fake it till you make it like, and I don't really like that expression, I guess, you know, but, it, but it was in, in, in so many words, just that yeah. I really had to learn on my feet. It was a lot of pressure. And, um, I don't know. I feel like Russell had my back. I mean, I don't know. I, <laughs> I kind of kicked you guys a little bit hard and I, it was just my way of acclimating in the business, but you guys ultimately always had my back and we did, we did really amazing things. We, we doubled that drive-through count. We went from 20 stores to 40 stores on Long Island and somehow or another, there's still more deals to be had, which was mind boggling to me when I left, you know, I, sure. I, left, I left Starbucks and I was just sort of like, I don't know how, how, how you guys are going to do any more deals because we took all the, the low, you know, I mean the, the great real estate, but well, you know, I'll say, Linz, we signed three leases last week, so. That's uh, amazing. It's insane. I mean, it, it's literally like, you know, it, it, it's, well, because we're now doing it since 2003 between Russell and I. So we're, what, 17 years in? And it's like, you know, so at this point, it's, you know, the deals that I did are actually their leases are coming up. I mean, that if that doesn't make you feel old, I don't know what does. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. But, you know, Linz, we, we feel the same way and nothing but love. Yeah, all, absolutely. All great stuff. Thanks, stuff. guys. Absolutely. Keep up the great work. Thanks. Georgie, Georgie, talking about like, talking about people that like, you know, define Sabre's culture and the fact that we could just be ourselves and do what we do, man. I got a lot of love for you, George. I was I was thinking about recently Gina and I always talk about it when um when I came into interview at 19 years old finishing up college and I'm like interviewing at all these different companies trying to figure out what I want to do with my life I'm so happy this. Gina just joined by the way like yeah. good timing yeah. yeah gee I'm talking about when I came into interview I'm like not knowing what to expect anywhere <laughs> I, I could I could I could put on this corporate persona, but I prefer like it's not not that that's not me, but I'm just obviously you guys know my character and how personable I am and how I, I express myself. So I'm and how much into, swagger you have? I yeah, so honestly, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I thought George was maybe like 32 years old, and I was like 28 at the time. So like. I'm interviewing this whole time thinking he's older than me. And I'm like, wow, this guy is like, has, you know, like just a great presence, like very professional. And obviously I had his resume, but like, that's just how he like presented himself. It was amazing. So I come in, yeah, I come in with like my, my, they still joke about it. My 1940s gangster Navy blue pin, pinstripe suit, probably like a pair of, a pair of dress shoes from like six, six year old, dress shoes and i'm over here like from I'm just aldo trying to get an internship yeah i'm trying to get an internship and figure out what i want to do with the rest of my life and then it was pretty funny to see i mean how obviously when we interviewed like it, i didn't know who you guys were as people but i kind of understood it from based on the other other places i interviewed at 
And then I would say like even like a week or two in, just like seeing you, seeing Russ, obviously Mark is a different beast, but I think Mark and I always joke about how we compliment each other with respect to like, Oh my Mark's God, you two are, are like hysterical together. Yeah, so like Mark's super old school and then I came in new school and then it kind of, we're at a point where, where we go pitch business, we just break down landlords or tenants within the first two, three minutes and then we kind of know which angle to push, whether Mark has to be super like strict and corporate with it or we can kind of just lay it back a little bit and then just kind of shoot the shit when we're pitching stuff. So... Uh, it's I mean, funny though, because like George, just to, like you know, we're very similar. You know, like when I started out, I was I was you know street and definitely rough around the edges and all of that fun stuff. And you know, so when you came in, like, and I met you on my oh my god, this guy's like a young me, and and it was hysterical though because. Like for me, 20 years ago, when I started in the business, I had a like full on like front and put on a monkey suit and like pretend that I was okay and comfortable dressing, you know, a certain way. Cause you know, 20 years ago in commercial real estate, you had to dress that way. You had no choice. Like you mean there like was no- sitting in a car for eight hours touring in a suit and tie. Oh, oh man. And in a suit and tie with like, you know, and, and the funniest part is like, so George shows up and he's like wearing, you know, like just he, he could be in a meeting with the, the CEO of Starbucks and he's got on Jordan ones, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, yo, I love this kid. And he just got dropped off the stage. But that that's what that's what's so amazing to watch George's journey. And, and he, he's back. But but what's crazy about about George is that he also had the the opportunity to come up in the business with with social media like so george and i would walk around in icse together like right when he just started and people would be like yo george what's good like that i'm like wait a minute man i'm in the business like 17 years and you know more people than me what's happening <laughs> and that teaches all of you a lesson about the power of social media by the way George, are you there? You, you know what? If George, it, George is obviously having a little technical difficulty. I'm back. I'm back. I, he, I he back. But uh, no, even to like your ICS thing, thing. Yeah, I must have been in the business like less than two years. And people were like, oh, like that's Georgie. And I was like, oh, shit. Like people know who I am. So I was just, I mean, I'm grateful for you guys always putting me in a position to kind of be years ahead of other people in the business at my age coming in where I came in at. And it's funny, like when you were talking about how I'm, I, I won't take full credit for what we've turned into over the past 10 years, but I feel like too, like when Russell, I brought some, like when I came in, you guys like kind of saw what the new, I was kind of like an example of what the new generation could be. And then yeah. like Russell, Russell had all his kicks in the back of his closet and he was like, you know what? I'm going to start wearing these because <laughs> I mean, I, I might you, be I might be ten years older than him, but I mean, let's let let's kind of sh- shake it up a little bit, and then it's kind of it trickled down with. Facts. I mean, me and you are fortunate. We we wear the same size, so we could always uh, we could we could share our kicks back and forth. But absolutely, and been- and you know what, you're you're spot on, man. Because like ultimately, you know, like as much as I always wanted to be able to be myself in business. The timing was critical, though, George, because I I literally said to myself, 
when I turned 40, I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. And literally, that was happening around the same time that you were bringing all the swag to Sabre. So it, you, you definitely played a, a key role in that transition. Where are you, Queens or Brooklyn, with that elevated train noise? I'm going, I'm actually on the Pulaski, crossing over from Brooklyn to Queens. So you've Yo. got a, a little mix of clubhouse and, and, and some, some Queens real estate action going on. <laughs> I love it. So, Lizzie, everybody in this room, go follow George because he's one of the best people on the planet and, and you need to know him. Uh, without further ado, if Miss Gina Baxter is actually available and not multitasking like she always does because she's basically the backbone of everything Sabre, um, Gina, you are you available? I know that you're definitely doing like 1,900 things that are keeping us from going out of business right now. I'm currently, um, yeah, I'm multitasking. So I'm on another uh, call at the same time, but I'm happy to uh, jump in. Uh, well, uh, why don't you let me know when you jump off that call so you can actually, actually uh, focus attention. on this. Yes, Pay attention. In the meantime, my man Dex in the city to the stage. What up, Dex? What's going on, guys? I'm sorry if there's any background noise. I'm literally at a uh, flip that I'm doing. There's jackhammering and hammering outside. Uh, I saw... Bro, all good. I miss you. I just wanted you to jump in here. Real I know, bro. Quick. I saw your name. I saw Georgie's name. I saw Russell's name. I said, I got to stop by and say what's up. So what's going You're on, guys? Best. Where are you? Where, where are you now? I'm in LA. I decided to do LA for the winter. I didn't want to be... I don't blame you. ...in New York for COVID winter. I don't um, blame you. But I'm probably coming back in March, so I'd love to link up with you guys and, and reconnect in person we, if that's even possible. Yeah, man, we got to make that happen for sure. So you're, you're doing some flip stuff in L.A.? I bought three properties in the last few months in L.A., and I've just bought two in Oregon. So I got five running at the same time. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. So, so guys, everybody in this room, follow Dex. Dex is a beast. He's, uh, you know, he and I connected through leveraging our personal brands, you know, social media in real estate, uh, along with Ryan Surahan, you know, the three of us have always uh, kept in touch uh, and, and respected, uh, you know, what we do in our own lanes and whatnot. And Dex, you're, you're always crushing it, man. You've inspired me a lot over the years as well. I really appreciate that. And you've inspired me, which is why we've kept in, in such good contact uh, for everybody else in the room. Uh, I, I am a real estate broker in New York, which is sort of how we know each other. Uh, so I did bring up L.A. That's sort of a new thing for me. Uh, COVID induced. But anyway, guys, I got to hop. But I want yeah, to quickly stop by. I know there's jackhammering behind me, so I apologize for the background noise. Georgie, I'm going to hit you up about that hat, bro. <laughs> Let's do it. That hat. I, I want that hat. I'll talk to you guys soon. <laughs> All right, Dex, be good, brother. Georgie, tell tell the room about your hats, man. You get, you know, listen, I, we we can't we can't support <laughs> George's hat too much right because now, then he's gonna leave it. Saber. Yeah. They're on back order. I'm still no, waiting for mine. Damn it! <laughs> I'm still waiting for mine. I got you. I follow up in the DM. Excellent, Georgie. Tell tell let the world know where they can get your hats, bro. Just you gotta follow me on Instagram. Check out one of the uh, what are those called? The uh, one of the tickers right below the profile. Just small little COVID project. Figured obviously we've been uh, take great pride in not being able to work through COVID every day, but um, just was trying to figure out some cool new things to do, make a little more money, 
and kind of, I mean, the same way you're leaving your mark on the world with Sabre as a company, just something small where people could kind of relate to a product, whether it's an evil eye to keep away negative energy, keep the positive vibes, butterflies, yeah, symbolizing growth and all that, and just continuing to grow and be better people. I mean, just to have a product with like, whether it's my initials on it or just an infinity logo to be a, to be good people forever, to be good to other people. And then I, uh, I'm 26 years old, so hopefully I got a long way to go, but just kind of leaving your mark on the world for so that people kind of remember you long, long past and, and what you did for people and, and what you're doing for the industry. So just a small impact, project, impact, project. Im, impact and legacy, bro. Exactly. So, so pet- listen, I mean, I think that's such a key part of like who we are as a company, a company. too. I'll tie that back to our culture, George, because, you know, we fully embrace and support what the individual, you know, does, right? Like we're the opposite of the big companies who, uh, who only want the people to represent the company everywhere. Like, Yo, we don't, you don't need to represent us. We're good. We can represent ourselves. Um, and that's, that's the magic actually. And, you know, we want to help George, you know, do, do what he wants to do. So he's more passionate and, and enjoys his life. And, and that's, that's, that's our vibe. George, you're always giving off good, good vibes and we appreciate it. And I'm happy to be here. Happy to be a part of this. You're the best, man. We got we got Kyle up up here. Kyle, let let let's turn it over to you, bro. How, how did you end up here? You're talking analog, not digital, right? I'm talking analog, <laughs> digital, digital somewhere hosting a room with nine thousand, <laughs> and that's the short story of why I'm analog, Kyle. But, uh, yeah. So how I got to Saber, you know. You and I crossed paths at CB, and I think that's really where we met each other. And then I got to know Kenny more on like a personal level. I was working with his good friend David Rosen, and invited out to some to some dinners. So getting to know Kenny on a personal level before the business level was, you know, certainly uh, interesting. Um, And then you know we always stayed in touch and. You know, definitely love, you know, the both of you and, uh, you know, appreciate that two and a half years ago, I think we finally hooked up and, you know, decided to start on, you know, a, a more national expansion and, you know, here we are. Absolutely, man. And, and yeah. you know what, it, it's, it's been, it's funny because, you know, when we talk about like, you know, Lindsay's talking about how we've differentiated ourselves uh, in the industry and then. George is talking about, you know, obviously uh, the, the, the culture and, and being able to dress however the hell you feel like dressing and, you know, still being good at what you do, and which is such a relevant topic today. And everybody knows that I'm like super passionate about developing your personal brand and, you know, not, not, not allowing, uh, you know, a company that you work for to dictate what you could do uh, if it's in your best interest, especially leveraging the you know the tools uh, like social media and whatnot and whatnot so we we were we we pivoted and really started you know heading the direction of national accounts um about five six years ago and then uh and then it was amazing when we were able to come together and and further enhance that when you joined 
um, and obviously increased, uh, continue to enhance that as well. It's been, it's been amazing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I started at, you know, RKF in, in Manhattan. I was there for, you know, four years. Um, you know, right when I started pretty much, you know, I was under, uh, David Rosenberg and Barry Fishback and, you know, they handed me, you know, the Bank of America account, you know, similar to, you know, Russ getting handed that Starbucks account. And, you know, I thought commercial real estate, retail real estate was the best thing on the planet. And then 08 hit and it was like, oh, fuck me. <laughs> like, uh, what am I going to do? You know? And then you know, here we are. And, it, you know, it all happens for a reason. Sure. It does. It does for sure. I see. I see Larry and 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 uh, uh, oh, Justin just bounced out. Larry Anderson, what's going on? Are you at the at the phone, or you just have it on? Larry, let us know when you're when you're available to jump in here. But uh, yeah, Kyle. I mean, we we've and and for everybody listening, I mean, you know, we are actively uh actively expanding and um you know we we need we need talented hardworking people that fit our culture you know we've been we've gone through many chapters over the 10 years and we're in the best place we could possibly be as a company uh and we really you know we we're we're in our own lane and you know we're we're all about uh being super comfortable in our own skin and you know we honestly don't care how big somebody is as far as a producing standpoint. If you don't feel, if you don't fit our culture, you know, uh, probably not the best place for you. Larry, what's good? Hey, I, I, I couldn't find my mute button. I hope uh, you don't, you don't mind. Can you hear me? All right. I can hear you perfectly, man. All right. It's all good. We, we, we know there's some clubhouse newbies on here. <laughs> for sure. So for sure. Larry, what's so, so tell us a little bit about, Anderson Realty and and you know your your journey and 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 the path to getting here as well. Well, a Anderson Realty was um, was kind of force fed upon me back in two thousand and five because uh, for the twenty years prior to that we had a company uh, in partnership with Levin Management and uh, Paul Slayton and uh, Barry Feldman from out in Long Island called. Uh, Paul Lawrence Associates, and yep. uh, that was a, a pretty, pretty neat company. Good group group of people. I met a lot of people uh, uh, at, at Paul Lawrence. Um, Matt Harding was the only guy that uh, uh, that came over from Garrick Og with me. Um, Jimmy was not even in Garrick Og at that time. I don't think. Um, I love that Jimmy's up here as well. Jimmy, feel free to unmute. Yeah. I just <laughs> unmuted. Yeah. yeah, no, I wasn't. I was playing softball with you, Larry, but I wasn't there yet. Yeah, you were. You're, <laughs> you're still too young. Yeah, I it was still in college. It was funny because uh, Matt was the only person I took from. Uh, he asked to go with me from uh, uh, Garrick Og and Charlie, who I love, love dearly, and Jimmy knows that. Um, basically made me pay for all the training that uh, that that, <laughs> that matt harding uh was given at garrick Og associates although it was me that trained matt um at any rate matt matt is now the the uh, chief operating officer of uh, levin management and, and he's done pretty well but by himself for himself and um 
So, yeah, so Paul Lawrence was a pretty unique experience. Um, Paul Paul Slayton was was crazy back then. He's probably still crazy now. Uh, <laughs> and you know when when I when I first teamed up with uh, Bill Farber and Paul Slayton, people said, "Paul Slayton, how can you go to partnership with Paul Slayton? His car is triple parked and the engine's running." And that's that's the way he. he it's a great description. He, he was always moving on to the next deal. So, um, at any rate, got got some good training, and uh, um, you know, my real my real training came at Garrett Gog, uh, Jason. It was there that uh, you know I, I I befriended Charlie Og, and and uh, in fact, <laughs> I introduced Charlie to his girlfriend and. Um, it's like... <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it's crazy to to it's crazy to to think about. You know, we're all we're all at the same place, right? Like Larry and and Jimmy, and you know, you guys have this history. Like this is this is legitimately shit that will be in like a book about New York commercial real estate. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we're talking about like things that. You know, for those who don't know, but Jimmy Og, uh, his his family, you know, the same way that that Kenny Breslin, who was on with us earlier, his family pioneered like Long Island development, you know, and and, and brokerage, uh, you know, Jimmy's family, the same thing in New York City, like literally invented the concept of leasing solely the ground floor of a building before that. Jimmy, and correct me if I'm wrong, before before your dad came along and focused on the ground floor and solely retail, you know, leasing on the ground floor of an office building in New York City, the the broker that had the entire building did the ground floor leasing. That's right. I'll, 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 oh, go ahead, Larry. I'll yeah. fill in on that one because I think when... Um, the, the office building um, and... and and basically, you had he's cutting out. Yeah, he. It, I I do yep, think we, we lost I, him. Go ahead, Larry. Yeah, uh, Charlie was uh, was an office broker primarily, and he kind of uh, happened into retail real estate and realized that nobody was doing it, and. Uh, and, and that's how he. What what year was this? Would you say? Well, I would say it was nineteen seventy six, seventy seven, around there. Okay. So um, so nineteen seventy six, nineteen seventy seven, in New York City, one of the biggest cities on the planet, there was no no real business of just straight retail leasing. Is that fair no. to say, or is that? Uh, that's that's absolutely fair to say, Michael Hirschfeld and. And Charlie Ogg really pioneered that business in New York City. And you know, I came I came into Garrick Ogg. They, they were primarily just Manhattan, and I got yep. them out into the boroughs and into Long Island, and eventually out to New Jersey. But yeah, that was unheard of just to specialize in retail. Um, it, it, yeah, they they truly Garrick Ogg truly was the pioneer, and and. and Charlie was the, the, you know, he was the guy that was there in the trenches, the trenches and really made that happen. It's, it's, you know, what's so crazy about like, 
you know, we had Kenny Breslin, you know, my, my partner who I started Sabre with on earlier. And then, you know, we have, uh, we have obviously, you know, talking about the history there of like traditional, you know, retail real estate and like the roots of it. Um, and I know I can't wait. I know that, that Kenny's father, Wilbur, uh, who has been a major, you know, obviously inspiration and mentor uh, to me over the 20 years, um, you know, is, is writing a book. I cannot wait to, to read that at some stage, you know, couldn't, couldn't be more excited about that. And, you know, to think how fortunate I am to be surrounded by, you know, the, these real, you know, pioneers of, of the industry, you know, when people look at us now and look at Saber and look at myself, they, you know, they think that we're so, you know, unique and cutting edge and doing things in a very different way, but nobody realizes that we're as good, if not better than anybody at the traditional way. We just also do, you know, the, the modern way, right. The, the new school, but it's new school combined with the old school, um, which is so, so, so exciting. Um, Justin Corinnis, are you, are you there? I wanted you to, to, to jump in here too. You've, You've been up here, but you haven't haven't had a chance to speak. Are you there, Jay? I will be. Uh, I will be right back to you. Give me one yeah, second. no worries. When when you're available, let me know. But uh, but so Larry, so you, we we never got to how you obviously ended up at Saber. So keep going. Yeah. So um, it, I, I in nine, in two thousand five, I guess it was. I uh, uh, my partnership with Bill Farber and Levin Management. Uh, abruptly came to an end. And uh, I was uh, fortunate enough to have uh, worked with Dina uh, Santarelli. Yeah. Uh, 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 well, actually, it's a long story. Uh, I had worked with Dina Santarelli she, for Mikasa and Rob Sopkin, who was working for me at, at Paul Lawrence Associates before, wow. before that all went under. Um, I was able to get Rob a, a job at Macasa, and that that was his first job after leaving uh, Paul Lawrence Associates. So Dean and I had a relationship, and she had just uh, really gotten out of working with Macasa and started working doing brokerage work, but she had no license, so she needed a license. And I, and I needed a, a, a place to hang my shingle. So that's how I got to work with uh, Dina and, and met Scott Shear and uh, yeah. developed a pretty, pretty good relationship with those guys. So, 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 well, first off, you brought up Rob Sopkin, who was one of the scariest humans in, in the industry. I have PTSD. I have PTSD <laughs> right now. Adam, I'm so happy that you joined. Like, this is so funny, right? Like who, by the way, Rob turned out to be a sweetheart, you know, once I earned my stripes, but man, PTSD, like no joke. Lindsay Tremarkey was just on here, Adam, talking about like the, the good old days of, of Starbucks, which, you know, were, were, were not that long ago in her chapter, right? Jeez. Russell and I, Russell and I are going on 20 years. We got lots of chapters, but Adam, you gotta, you gotta, I mean, I mean, first of all, congratulations on ten years uh, at Saber. Ah, I love Unreal. you, brother. Thank you. Uh, you guys have, you guys do it right. Um, Rob Sob. I mean, I'm just thinking about. I'm on a. I'm actually driving around. I went to get some stuff for uh, for Doug, 
uh, on a deal we've got going. And um, so I was on the road driving and here's Sopkin's name. And I literally like have goosebumps because I just remember like a 20 degree day in the snow in Bill Rick, a mass at a site that's now a drive to Starbucks. And we're looking at the site and it's like totally tertiary market at the time. And we got the, the laminated map out in the front hood. I'm freezing my ass off. And he's just barking. He's like, all right, where are we? And I'm like, we're in Bill Rick. He's like, no, where the fuck are we? You need to get to 60,000 feet. Where are we? And he wants you to like, describe oh the market. Where are you? Zoom in. And then just, just, you know, and you know how he wanted the market framed. And if you, of course, if you approached it wrong, it was like, no soup for you. Everyone back in the car, we're out of here. Or he would just strip you down and just, just we, abuse you. We got it. All right. We, this is, this is exciting stuff here, Adam. Cause you know, I'm, I'm curious, like, yes, I came up the same exact way you did getting absolutely crushed by Rob Sopkin, right. Uh, you know, on Starbucks tours. And, but by the way, when you did a good job, like you, you got the, you got the pat on the back that you like survived in the, another day. Right. I mean, at but, some point he didn't even come to the market. I remember we did a deal in Keene, New Hampshire, and nobody from Starbucks came to the market and he called me up because are you good with the site? And I'm like, yeah, he's like, I'm good. So, so here's the thing, right? So that, 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 Starbucks boot camp, right? That like forget boot camp. It was like it was like being in Paris Island as a marine like going through hell week. <laughs> it was beyond boot camp. It was like and by the way, I'm I'm a relatively tough motherfucker that can take shit and like this was next level shit, man. Like does this go on still in the industry cuz you know, I, it's been a long time since I've been in those in in that type of a situation. Does this Adam, do you have clients that no, operate that uh, there way? Are, there are zero clients that do are Do you like lose that. sleep before you pick up a client to talk? Really, no more because you've been through it. I don't, I mean, I lose sleep. I would only lose sleep if I wasn't prepared. And I just don't show up for a tour not prepared. And yeah. I could do like 75% of what I used to have to do for Rob. And I would be over prepared for most tours these days. I just uh, do 35% of what you prepared for Rob and be and really like be are, aces. And then the, the worst is like when you have like the client that just doesn't even look at the tour book that you spent, you know, a million hours preparing and they don't even open it. Which is practically everybody now, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Cause I feel like, you know, the, the industry up until, you know, even like, let's call it five years ago. And I wonder if you guys agree, you know, everything was still done the same way. And, and now, you know, it, it it's been, it's so different. And every year that passes, uh, you know, even pre pandemic, every year that passes, there's so much, so much change in the industry. And, and I'm, I'm, I love that because, you know, that, that type of stuff, you know, about the, about the business was, was definitely never my favorite part of it. You know, I, I love, I love where we're, where we all are now and where we're going. Um, but without that education, I wouldn't be a fraction of the broker I am today. Unreal. Unreal, brother. Keep up the great work, Adam. Did I, did uh, Dan Shallot ever tell you the story about the time where the tour van was lost the night before the tour with all the tour books and 15 people from Starbucks, including designers from Seattle, were up? And I'm like sweating bullets because my partner on the account at the time decided to uh, have a bender the night before and he had the oh. van. 
and he literally, someone who was with him the night before, took the keys from him. And the next morning, they're all waiting for us to start telling I can't find him. I'm not kidding. And I, you know, and I'm talking, I'm like basically talking Dan off a ledge. And he's like, Sopkin's about to kill me. He's like, where the fuck are you? <laughs> it was, that was sweating bullets, man. And we had like two days of tour and everyone's in from Seattle. Like everyone. Yeah. Oh. I, I remember those tours vividly, man. Like those were, I mean, Starbucks would literally like, you would have to, you would have to present the sites to like five rounds of very high level people. I mean, that was, Russell, are you still on? Proformas in the tour book. I am sorry. Yes, I am here. So, so listen, you're 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 still. I mean, obviously, very actively involved in in, in the Starbucks account, and and you know, Sopkin, you were involved with Sopkin, um, with me, obviously, in, in in my in my second tour. You know, back at Saber when uh, when we when we joined forces again uh, and took back the you know took over the account. The um, you know, so so it was still that way back then, ten years ago. It was still that way, obviously. Yeah, but you know um, what? As we did more deals with him, it changed completely. You know, we built that intellectual capital with him and that reputation for and sure. Then, and then it got to a point where I—I I mean, I have so there's so many Rob stories, but I, I remember two vividly. Um, one, and this is, you know, Rob, you were just saying, Adam, how he's the most prepared guy. He's going to test you. He knows every market better than you know it, yada, yada, yada. And I remember one particular instance, we were representing them in, in Northern Jersey. We, we went and showed him a spot. He said, I don't know, drive me around here, points at a building and says, I don't care about anything else you're showing me. I used to live down the road from here. I want that building right there. And I said, I don't think it's available. He said, I don't okay, give a fuck. supporting my friends at Saber. Exactly. And I almost and broke my... that was uh, a beautiful freestanding building we did on Route 23 in Jersey. And it, it absolutely crushes it now. So he just said, I don't care what anyone else says at the company. We're doing that deal, which we got the deal done. And we opened it, even though there was so much pushback on it. And then another story also in Jersey. Yeah, well, just to where... stay on that for a second, like, you know, in a very you know, obviously tremendous uh, corporate company, obviously like Starbucks, you typically, there's so many different layers to get through, to get an approval on, on a site. But, you know, Rob was able to, 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 to get shit. Totally, totally. And this is this, that other story is a similar, similar scenario. We went to show him a market, uh, Cranford, New Jersey, and we were showing him two options. One was a cafe store at the train, and the other was a drive-through only that was going to service the vehicular traffic. And we were giving him, it was an either or discussion. We didn't think we could do both. And we got to the market, we drove it, we were there for a couple hours. And at the end of the day, he said, we're doing both. And I said, what do you mean we're doing both? He said, you heard me, we're doing both. I don't care, we're doing both. And we did do both. And <laughs> I remember we went really tight on the cafe and I heard recently from their broker that um, they wish they made it bigger. They were trying to expand it. So the guy knew what he was doing and he, he was a great guy to learn from. He's uh, he's truly a, a retail savant. That's for sure. We had that exact uh, thing, Russ, on uh, 
on Children's Hospital where we showed two sites and he's like, we're doing both. And we're like, what? And he's like, we're doing both. They're both still there. Wow. Yeah. Uh, you know what? You remember? How about this? Do you remember times with Gaiman and Sopkin in the car at the same time? Oh, of course. That was nuts. <laughs> that Go was ahead. nuts. If you if you could survive a tour with Gaiman and Sopkin, I mean, there's nothing you can't do. Go talk got, about uh, not sleeping the night before. That that's that's one of those. G- oh, got, that is. Gaiman got out of the cart every grocery store. He wanted to get out of the cart. It, you know yeah. what though? Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of. I again, I learned so much as a result of doing that stuff, and and you know, I, listen, I don't think that you need to do it in a way that like. You know, that, again, that's kind of the old school way where it's like, you know, making everybody feel like they're they're nothing and not important and pieces of shit even. Like, like I, I'm not about that life. Um, I think there's a much better way, but I'm happy I learned it that way because, you know, I, I was always overly prepared. And I, I know for a fact I wouldn't be where I am now. If I you didn't know, get my, my ass handed to me continuously when I was young. Totally. And you know what? So, Adam, to that point, when when Gaiman would go into a grocery store, he would come out always with cheese. Okay? And I would say, <laughs> why? Did, I wanted a snack. And then he said, but what I also do is and I go to a grocery store in order to tell what kind of customer base there. I look at the cheese section <laughs> and if it's really expensive cheeses, I know that there's money in the market because they're spending money, ungodly amounts of money on cheese. And I just thought, what an interesting thing to look for. And he was right. It was a really good indicator on the demographic and the buying power in the community. If they were buying, you know, $15 quarter pound cheese versus, you know, Velveeta. So I yeah, there's also like, like, um, you know, uh, amount of prepared foods, Right. And, and how many registers are open at random parts of the day? Like those are all indicators of, you know, the, the performance of, of the grocery store, um, you know, which is which is still very smart to use. Totally. I've heard the same thing about the uh, butcher section as well as the uh, fishmonger and all those other things. So I, and and um, the party section. Bars. So. Olive yes. bars. <laughs> How many olives does uh, this market have? <laughs> well, if you've got your black and you've got three kinds of green and then you've got the medley, you're in good shape. How about, the counting of, good. Uh, how about the counting of new releases for a Hollywood video tour package? Talk to us about that, oh, please. Oh, man, those packages are crazy. You would have to drive this, the... Uh, the you those site packages were so intense. They were a telephone book, and you would have to drive in each direction, uh, all the drive times. I mean, you couldn't do this on a, on software. You went and literally in the boonies. You were driving twenty minutes, polygons, and then they would have the new releases for all the videos, and you would have to count how many new releases that were in the blockbuster. Oh my because God. they were able to back into a sales number of what they would do just by the, how many new releases there were. And, but they, they yet, yeah, I mean, it was insane. It was just stupid stuff. Did, so did you, did you work with Sopkin when he was at Hollywood Video before Starbucks? 
No, no, no. Oh, because no, that's coincidence because total, that's where he was total, before Starbucks. Total yeah. coincidence. Yeah. Larry, you, you, you yeah. uh, were you, how did Sopkin enter your world again? Did you bring him, his family, his father was in the business. Well, yeah, Jack, Jack Sopkin was a real estate director for Federated Department Stores. And uh, Jack and I uh, did a uh, filings basement up in uh, Scarsdale. Uh, many years ago and and yeah we just hit it off and when jack graduated uh where'd he go to university of illinois i i believe or, or chicago anyways he was in chicago and and uh i got a call from jack and he said listen my son just finished uh college um uh, he's moving to the east and he i'd like him to go to work for you to me that was probably the the, the most honorable thing anyone has ever done to to entrust their their son's uh, future education and, and career in my hands but uh, that's what he did and uh, so that's how that's how I met Rob and my my biggest thing about Rob because he, he, he's a good he was a good he is probably so good athlete we used to play basketball every Tuesday uh, night in Fort Lee and um right near our office and even though i'm a short guy we i always beat his team we, we you know it was it was funny but uh <laughs> he loves his sports and uh, it, it it's interesting because you know that i i mean that's that is like you know you really get to know somebody obviously we're telling stories about like when Lindsay was was with us earlier you know uh, and we're talking about Rob, you know, it's like we're telling stories about how well you get to know people as a result of having that, you know, either, you know, working for the same company or, uh, you know, client uh, relationships, you know, and what's so interesting about what we're talking about right now is how much everything's evolved, you know, even the approval process for a starbucks you know versus what it was 15 years ago right uh and as well as you know using social media to develop a personal brand so people get to know you as a person before they ever meet you in person and i think that you know that evolution has been really interesting um and will continue to be very interesting I, you know i i see a bunch of folks in the room here um, that, you know, I, I know and love as a result of social media. Um, so it's, it, it's just interesting how everything's evolving. Justin, are you, are you, uh, available to, uh, to I'm talk? I'm good. I just, I, I got a poorly timed phone call before as you were, uh, no, nah, don't worry chats, about it, man. <clears throat> we're, we're, we're just jamming here. So there's no, there's no, no such thing as poorly timed. But uh, so how do you oh, make you? I could break out my guitar. Is that something yeah, I can do? Right? Go, please. You guys, would you, would you do that little, for uh, us? Yeah. I wish I had a guitar. Actually, I wish I was cool <laughs> to play guitar. Let's be honest. I, lo I love you. Um, <laughs> so, well, first and foremost, I love your video of you falling backwards into snow. Um, it was cold. It looked cold. Let's talk about so that cold. because I think that's very important for retail real estate. Fair enough. Um, there was a lot of snow. I thought a black <laughs> sweatshirt against the white snow would provide great contrast for a cool photo. Uh -huh. And the and the only way to do it was to get in the snow. But well, you then pulled my wife it off. Reminded me afterward that I could have just put the sweatshirt in the snow. 
Ah, but you didn't have to wear it. Right. I got it. Right. It, it wouldn't have been the same with that, though. No. And she's always going to be smarter than me. So I just said, oh, yeah, you're right. So, Justin, how did you make your way to this wonderful place we call Saber? Um, it's a good question. So I got out of college not really knowing what I wanted to do. And um, I was always pretty good at sales and had kind of stumbled into a job at AmeriQuest Mortgage Company selling um, mortgages, primarily uh, subprime mortgages in Bergen County, New Jersey, which most of the homes um, are pretty expensive. It's a wealthier county and uh, it was a weird job, but I happened to be pretty good at it. And um, I, by the way, I think I'm learning something right now. Like, what's that? Uh, well, just this whole story. Did I never ask you like what you did before real estate? I knew that it, it's funny. You know, you know how I realized that I knew you were in the mortgage business because you talked about your funky suits like oh, yep. three days ago on a call. <laughs> That's true. I had funky suits, lots of them. Um, <laughs> bright, bright colored shirts. It, I mean, it was the early 2000s. It was a good time. Um, so I, I was doing really well and, you know, making money and, um, living at my mom's house. So saving up lots of money and just, you know, generally kicking ass at life or so I thought and, um, enter 2006, I guess, um, the world started to change a little bit and the company itself was under fire for, some predatory lending practices, which, you know, want to be clear, had nothing to do with kind of where we were, what we were doing, but um, it was basically, you know, seventh largest mortgage company in the country, largest privately held one. Um, and the guy who owned the company basically shut it down overnight and, and repositioned. So um, I was literally, you know, through a manager training program, waiting for a branch to open that I could take over um, and out of the job the next day. Mm. And not sure what I wanted to do. Um, and knew some folks from kind of the area that I grew up in, in Ridgewood, that um, were at Studley and uh, doing, you know, commercial brokerage, primarily office and some industrial, and thought it was interesting and uh, started working there. So pretty early on in my, my tenure at Studley at the time, I got involved with a team that was doing... Um, portfolio services for larger uh, manufacturing clients like International Paper and Georgia Pacific and LVMH and some other things. Um, so I was sitting in an office in uh, Hackensack, New Jersey, doing, um, you know, all kinds of different deals, uh, everything from, you know, retail to office to industrial um, to forest land. Um, and doing, you know, a tremendous amount of deals. And as, you know, the young guy on the team, I got all the shit deals and shit work, obviously. Of course. Um, but was able to kind of cut my teeth and, and just transactional volume was huge, even though, you know, the paychecks weren't massive. Um, and kind of learned the business that way. Um, and then fast forward a couple of years, that team sort of disbanded. We'd, um, you know, exited those accounts. And I'm floundering. Like I'm now sitting by myself in an office with, you know, no team, so to speak, and no book of business locally and not really sure where to start. Um, I spent about a year trying to build a new book of business and 
um, it was just hard. Like I'd never really worked New Jersey before. So now I'm going to like, you know, landlords and, and uh, tenants in New Jersey trying to, you know, talk to them about what was going on and didn't have any of these relationships um, despite having. All so the how long were you in the business technically at that time? Uh, three years, four years, four years. Okay. So this was like a, a, a super pivotal moment, moment for you to figure out which way you were going to go. Yeah. I, I mean, honestly, it was probably one foot out the door after about a year of doing that and not really finding any success. I mean, um, who, who in our business has not been practically one or two feet out the door at many points? It's, um, it's hard, man. I mean, like, like, you know, income's not really coming in anymore and you're grinding every day, but like, you know, I was, I was on my own. I didn't have anyone. Um, I didn't have anyone cracking down on me and I also didn't have anyone, you know, lifting me up. So it was a, it was a, a weird time. Um, so this begs the question, when does Jeff Lagowitz enter the, enter the picture? That was literally my next sentence. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of in tune with what goes on. So, uh, enter Jeff Lagowitz. So Studley acquired a couple of folks from uh, other brokerage firms with a concerted effort to start a retail division within uh, Studley at that time. And what year is this? 2009 into 2000, I guess 2010 is when Jeff and I started really working together. Okay. So right, right. Basically when Saber starts, that's yeah. when you link up with Lagowitz. Got it. Yeah. So I'd, I'd come in with a ton of transactional experience. I knew what I was doing for the most part in terms of LOIs and negotiations and everything else, but knew very little in terms of the retail landscape, um, except I've always been an avid consumer and always had a pretty big geography um, in terms of my personal life. So I knew a lot of different markets. I knew people that lived in different markets and I knew a lot about the different businesses. So it wasn't a big leap. It was more about getting to know the people. Um, and, you know, specifically the landlords was a harder thing for me getting to know the different firms and understanding all that stuff. But it, honestly, it was a pretty easy transition. Um, for those of you who don't know Jeff, um, Jeff's an interesting guy, um, can be very difficult at times and was very hard on me. But um, honestly was probably the best thing for me in my career because I yeah but from... you know what I, I think Justin that goes back to the conversation that we were just having where it's like you know the the folks who came up like Lagowitz is a generation uh, you know older than me and I feel like you know when when you describe the ridicule that you would you know get from people who could treat you like pieces of shit essentially <laughs> because they're in a position of power you kind of grow up as with this like chip on your shoulder that when you finally make it and you can earn a living and like feed your family you know and and pay your mortgage and maybe like drive a nice car you could be like an asshole to everybody else that's like an epidemic in our industry yeah, hundred percent. I agree completely, and I I know I talked about it earlier. I just wanted to weigh in on it. Is my boss when I started was the biggest dickhead ever, but I also <laughs> owe him every, I also owe him everything because he I already had somewhat thick skin. He made my skin impenetrable, not to the point where nothing bothers you. I don't give a shit. There's nothing you could say that's gonna get me down. So that's as much as I hated him, I owe him a lot. So it's, it's so important. And and that's exactly the way I would describe. Jeff. And, you know, it, it was a very 
um, contentious relationship at times. It was very hard. I mean, I remember calls, you know, I, I'd be in the office a lot of times till nine, 10 o'clock at night. I mean, I never left if there was shit to do. Luckily at that point, you know, my, my wife and I like had that flexibility and we're kind of okay with that. Um, but I remember getting calls like on a Sunday, for instance, you know, on a weekend in the summer, you know, he'd be calling me, Hey, I'm in the office. Why aren't you in the office? Well, you know, I figured I'd have one day off a week, maybe He's like, no, if I'm in the office, you got to be in the office and like demanding that I come back, for instance, from the Jersey shore to like come up to be in the office and stuff. So like, it was, and who wants, who wants to leave the Jersey shore when you're hanging out with Snooky? It's messed up. I mean, come on, man. It's, <laughs> it's a good, it's a good lifestyle when you're down there at the house. Um, no, look, it, it, you know, and, and absolutely made me who I am and absolutely made me better. And uh, I owe everything to him for, you know, for that. Um, I was a decent broker before. Um, I was an awesome broker after that. So I love that. You know, I mean, you know, we have to like, you know, as, as much as it's interesting to go back at that time and place in your life to, you know, we, we owe, you know, the people who, who, you know, forced us to do the hard work early on. Uh, we, we owe them a little bit for putting us through that. 100%. And I um, just would, I, I just wouldn't, you know, treat people the same way. It's just not my, no, look, and, and I think you, as a person, you either, you either, you learn from that one way or the other, right? Like you learn how you want to treat people and you either want to do it the same way that, you know, a mentor taught you or you want to do it differently than your mentor taught you. And, um, you know, for me, I thought he was a great broker, but a terrible manager of people. Um, I never was a bully or wanted to bully people or, you know, I never felt like I got the most out of a negotiation by, you know, calling someone out on, on, you know, missing, you know, small mistakes or things like that. Like, you know, I always felt like you get more flies with honey and that's, that's kind of always the way I've been. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, do you recall the first time I met you? In person? Uh, was it at an ICSE? It was not. So the first time I met you in person, I have a very vivid memory of, um, it was the opening of Anthony's in Darien. And really? Yes. Yeah. That, now I remember when Dan Marino was there. Yeah. So that's right. Um, yep. We had just, I guess, sort of traded some some business. And I know you guys were kind of um, you know, working on the stuff for Bloomin' Brands and, you know, we were yeah. about to take on the Anthony stuff, excuse me. And, um, Jeff and I drove up, you know, to come to the opening and kind of get a better sense of what the concept was about and, um, hung out with you and Scott for the night. And, yeah. uh, honestly just felt like we were kind of old friends. Um, yeah. you know, you and Scott so warm and, and just, you know, so nice. And like, I was, you know, Granted, I wasn't such a young kid at that point, but I, you know, was a total newbie, completely green. Um, and, you know, this had to be like early 2011, I want to say. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, you guys were awesome. And, and uh, you know, we, we touched base every so often over the next couple of years and obviously saw you at all the ICSEs and, you know, hanging out with you guys and kind of bumping into Russ and Scott um, doing some business in Jersey at the time. And then... Um, I saw Jen was on the call before. I don't know. If she's I know. I don't. No, she's not. I wish she uh, was. I wish she was. But it, uh, um, one of my one of my good buddies, Jen Starr, ended up uh, leaving where she was, Brunelli, and 
uh, coming to Sabre and working in the Jersey office here and, and being a part of kind of starting that up with Jimmy uh, very officially. And um, I think that was sort of the beginning of the end of my experience at Studley, to be honest with you. I mean, she was in my ear fucking every day. Like, you should come over, you should it's, come over. It's crazy, like, to... It, it, it's it's like you know thinking about how influential you know like jen was you know how influential scott was you know like that's why i have so much love for everybody who has had any impact on what we're doing like it, it's so cool because you know I, it, it's not always gonna work out for everybody it's like you know there's there's timing has to do with a lot of stuff people have different personal things going on and and honestly, I always say all love, and 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 that's just, you know, I think it's so rare in our industry that people really approach it the way that we do, and I'm just so honored to be at a place, you know, with with the company now that you know every person at the company ha has the same vibe, and you know we truly just want to have a good time being surrounded by good people doing good work. And we have a no asshole policy. I mean, I feel like it's just, man, I, I'm so blessed to be able to get up and, and, you know, spend the time that I do with, with all of you guys. And we're definitely long overdue to bring Gina Baxter into the mix here. Um, so I, I, I'm going to ask Gina again, if she's, if she's handling 19 different things at once <laughs> as we, as I we am, close. I concentrate now. You can concentrate as as we close out the uh, the the seventeen minutes here. And and Kim, I want you to before we jump off this thing, we're definitely you're up next. But uh, gee, man, it's been a it's been a long ride, and we've we've been through war. Yes, we have. And it's been quite the I, journey. It's been quite the journey, and you know what, like. It, it, I always act like I'm this tough guy and, 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 you know, have a very tough exterior, but you know, anytime that I'm crying, Gina's the first person to, to know that I'm actually, <laughs> that I'm actually curled up in a ball under my desk crying, which is rare, which, which rare. is, it's very rare. I, I have to give myself that it is rare, um, but man, we, we, we've come a long way. So, you know, how did, how did you get here, G? So, um, interestingly enough, I started my career in real estate at Starbucks. Lots um, of Starbucks going on Lots here. of Starbucks. And I was a, a freshman in college being forced by my mother to get an internship between freshman and senior year. And I went through a staffing agency and they, they sent me on an interview at Starbucks. And like Jay said earlier, like, I was thinking to myself, real estate department. What does Starbucks have have to do with real estate? Like, I, I was just like, <laughs> you're like, are you like, sure it's not like sorting beans? Yeah, I was like, don't they make coffee? Like, I, like I was, <laughs> I was obviously very young and naive, but um, no, it was a great learning experience. I, I met some uh, incredible people there. I mean, it was their um, the new store development office in Syosset at the time. So I was working directly under um, John Gaiman, who was vice president, and and Rob Sopkin, and um, it was just an incredible we, summer. That we, we 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 went down a whole rabbit hole. I think you were off this for our our Sopkin Gaiman rabbit hole. So oh so really? Anybody who was listening, you know, now understands what it meant to work with them. By the way, so go oh, ahead. Oh yeah. 
All right, good. So, <laughs> so um, I'll have to go back and listen to that now. Yes, you will. Um, but yeah, so I, I worked for them for a summer and, and I, I made an impression on, um, on a lot of people there and especially Dan Shallot, um, who he invited me to come back the next summer. And again, it was just a, a great experience. You know, I learned so much being a, a young college kid about, about business and real estate and, and nothing I was studying in school. So it was just great real life experience um, and amazing connections. I mean, I would... I don't think I would be where I am today without making those connections. So I'm, I'm very fortunate for that experience. Um, for sure. So when I finally, for sure. I mean, there's no way yeah. you would be, you know, like that. Would, yeah. I think if we all learned anything so far in this hour and 45 minutes, I think we all learned that Starbucks played a major role in some capacity in a lot of our careers. Yeah, a hundred percent. Um, so when I graduated from the University of Connecticut, I was looking for a job, just applying anywhere I could, I could find a posting. And I reached out to Dan Shallot and he said, actually, um, you know, my, um, my previous broker on Long Island, Jay Ciano, his, his, you know, the new company, he's at CBRE. I think that they're hiring for a retail admin and I had a degree in marketing. So he set up an interview and I went and I emailed, I, um, I interviewed with the folks over at CB and I got the job and I started. Who, who did you interview with? It wasn't you. Were... you. I didn't. Meet oh, you was it Brian Dugan? Brian Dugan? No, it was Ellen Rudin. Oh, oh, okay. So Brian was already gone. Okay, got it. Yeah, he was, so I, I interviewed with Ellen, yep. then Lynn, um, the yep. um, operations manager at the time, and then yep. Jocelyn interviewed me. Okay. And it was kind of like she, she was hiring for her like counterpart. So when yep. she came in, she, you know, we were both young, like-minded um, and we just like totally hit it off. So I feel like she had something to do with, you know, being in, in their ear, like, yeah, hey, I really want to work with Gina. So, wow. <laughs> so, um, so they brought me on and me and Jocelyn got along really well. And that's when I met you, Jay. Um, and I started working for the retail team over at CB. So it was Jay, Greg Carlin um was Kyle that's a good segue for kim when we get to her in a few greg carlin oh, yeah yeah bring that back <laughs> <laughs> kyle farley i don't know if you were there at the time or if you came on after but um, yo jen star is yeah, back i was there jen star is back jen we got to bring you up because justin was 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 talking about you five minutes ago uh we're gonna i'm gonna bring you up you raise your hand hey, if, you, if you're av available to to come up but oh, eh, 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 there she is. And G will come back. Yeah, go ahead. Hold that thought. JK, you there? I'm here. Jennifer, star to the stage. There she is. On one of these things. What up, girl? Hey. How are you? Good. I was so pleasantly surprised to see that I made the Justin Saber 10-year Instagram post. How could well, you not? I was just trying to find a good picture. <laughs> I mean, I, if you text me, I definitely would have sent you a better one than that. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet, but now I, I didn't mean wait. a good one of you. I just meant one it's... that I could post comfortably. <laughs> oh, it was God. from a um, Vegas pool party, so we'll just leave it there. We, we could absolutely leave it there. So, Jen, we were just talking about how you played basically the starring role in how Justin got the saber. I'm glad that that's being acknowledged. <laughs> I, right? 
Um, yeah, I mean, I think basically from day one, I was trying to get him over to Saber. I know. So. It's, it's, it's amazing. Like, cause when, when you do something like this and you reflect, like, you know, listen, I, I'm, I'm in, I'm, I live in the clouds with so much shit going on at every minute of every day. Like right now, this has been so amazing to like sit here and reflect with you guys. I came on in the beginning and I was listening to like the Saber S-A-B-R-E and listening and I was like cracking up with Kenny talking about oh my his God. stories and stuff. I had to jump off, but um, I actually, I saw Justin this past weekend just for like a, I was in New Jersey for like a, a baby shower and quickly and I did a drive by at his house. So I saw him like masked up and everything, but I didn't even Amazing. realize it was going to be sabers 10 year we got to get scotty in here we do man i don't know how to ping people i, 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 <laughs> I also don't know if he has clubhouse honestly so i, I know I, which is probably not a not a bad thing yeah, <laughs> it is i uh well listen i just I, I saw you earlier and kenny was in his in his uh in 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 his flow so i didn't want to interrupt him but i wanted to bring you up and shout yeah. you out well thank you of i hope course. everyone is doing well and successful. absolutely so. likewise likewise thank you all right we're gonna gina you could jump back in right where i interrupted you um i forgot where you were but i'm sure you i was picking up your lunch from outside so i'll be there in a second but <laughs> oh dude you know you can't tell the whole clubhouse room that you're picking up my lunch <laughs> like 20 years later <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, oh look who just arrived we have a celebrity in the room kyle and sarah oh hey kyle Digi um, digital so kyle hey, to guys. the stage what up digital uh, kyle chilling man gina we we were just uh picking gina's story back up on on how she got here oh, yes <laughs> um, so I think, so yeah, I was at CBRE for two years, um, and, you know, I, I didn't love it. It was just, you know, very corporate, very not fun for a 2020. Great timing, year. Kyle. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> so Jay ended up leaving, and that was kind of the beginning of the end for me. Um, that's when I was just really miserable uh, and they like reassigned me to people and it was just not a, an enjoyable experience for me. So the, um, the funny yeah. part is though, G that I, I literally like, I, I've always played by the rules. Like I never pursued you to come to Sabre. Nope. Just, just I, it, which is I, funny. Cause like, I, I have no reason to lie about that. I mean, you know, but it, it's like, I, I just don't burn bridges. I don't, I don't play that game. Unlike 90% yeah. of our industry, I don't play that game. You can continue. Exactly. Sorry. So I was, I was kind of evaluating kind of where I wanted to go from there. And I had, you know, my father owns his own business. So I was thinking about like, you know, going into the family business or staying in real estate. So, um, you know, after a little while, Jay and I ended up connecting and, and, you know, I learned about what he was doing and, and I was just like super impressed by everything he told me. And, and, you know, I, I said to him at that point, I was like, you know, I, I always knew you were an entrepreneur and I always knew you were going to do, do something big one day. And 
I, I, I just, I want to be a part of it in some way, shape or form. So can we, you know, figure out what that means? Um, at that point, I was like, obviously, absolutely, because I, I didn't come after you. And then we met somewhere. Where, where'd we meet to talk about it? Oh, good question. I want to Oh, you say, don't know that? That, that was, I, I, th- I thought that'd be easy. No, there, were t- there was, one, I know we met at Starbucks. Yeah, that's what I was teeing it up, is another Starbucks reference. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> I know there was a lunch, too, and I think that was in Hicksville. What's the- that was, I think, after, right? Like, after, after we talked about the initial, like, Maybe, concept yeah, yeah, of yeah. you coming on. Yeah. Okay, so Starbucks was first. So, um, uh, so yeah, I mean, the, I was brought on to be director of uh, marketing and operations, and um, you know, I was fortunate enough that at 22 years old, Jay and Kenny trusted me with such responsibility. And you know, I don't think I knew you were that age. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> the, the, you know, the reality is, and this is what's so, this is, and this comes up a lot when I'm having conversations with people, like, you know, another thing I hate about our industry is people like hold young people down regardless of their talent regardless of their skill regardless of their drive and grit and everything else it's like you're only you know 20 something like you you should do all the hard work and i'm going to take the fee you know it's like that that i can't stand that shit and you know and that's exactly why you know like with you g it was you were amazing at what you do it didn't matter what your age was and you know, I gave you a lot of responsibility, but you never, you never dropped the ball. Did we lose you, Jay? Sorry, I think she dropped the ball. Did you just dropped the she ball? Dropped made, the you made me look ball. bad. <laughs> Damn it! I, I, I want to shout out. The ball. I want to shout out Gina for a second, though, because. I know I've, I think I've told you this story before, G, but one of the things besides Jen's pressure, besides Scott constantly grabbing me on the ass and telling, asking me when I was going to come work with him, um, one of the things that helped sink my uh, eventual uh, transition to Sabre was when I was going through the interview process with different companies and you know, I'd kind of made it known to a few different firms that I was interested in leaving uh, Studley and wanted something different. Um, you know, a bunch of the firms like, oh, we'll get you, we'll get you offers, we'll send you this, we'll send you that. I remember having a call with Gina about health insurance and she did not have the answer that I needed, but within literally probably 20 minutes, I got an email back with like, <laughs> documents and a guy's number to call and all this shit. And I was just like, I, you know, the, the, the responsiveness from everyone else was like days or weeks. And here I was like literally minutes later with more information than I'd gotten from anyone else. And I was just like, that's, that's the kind of company I want to be associated with. And like, that's Gina. And that's why we are what we are. Like you're literally. a backbone girl. Literally. Oh, thank you so much. That, that means a lot to me, Justin. I appreciate that. It's the truth. So keep going. Thank you. Um, yeah. So I mean, I, I mean, it's been it's been a a long ten years, but I feel like it's gone by very quickly, and we've gone through so many evolutions. Um, and I feel like 
everybody at the company, especially you, Jay. I mean, you guys have all just helped me grow so much professionally from, you know, a 22 year old kid to, um, to where I am today, chief operating officer. And, and it's just, it's, it, I take so much pride in how far I've come and how far we've come together, um, both professionally and personally. And, and I honestly can just thank everybody around me for that and, and all of your support. And it's just truly a, a blessing and an honor to be part of such an amazing company. Wow. I, I mean, that, that gives me chills because honestly, like, you know, you are, Justin just said, you're the backbone. You really are. I mean, none of us could, could do what we do without you. And, um, thank you. Absolutely. And, and, you know, the, the nice part is the first 10 years are the toughest. We, we, we just, we just got started and that's <laughs> exactly. a fact. That is. Kim Walton, are you, are you with us? Are you able to unmute yourself? Oh, so if Gina gets to be the backbone, can I be the pretty face? <laughs> of course. Absolutely. Absolutely. I thought you were can the you fashion be... plate. Jay, Jay, Jay said fine. I could have that job. So oh, <laughs> arm wrestle me for. You do have you should arm wrestle, but Justin has tighter clothing. <laughs> if that counts for if that counts for anything. <laughs> I I think I think Doug and I might be wearing the same size. <laughs> Kim Walton, what's up, girl? Yes, what's going on? So let's see. I started at Ripco when I was in high school, part-time. I would drive around kind of like the um, flashcard thing Kenny had you guys doing. I was driving around taking pictures of shopping centers all over Long Island, all over Long Island, writing down all the tenants that were there, and then coming back to the office actually had to develop the uh, pictures first and then what like you didn't yes. you didn't go to photo mat or like some other place that well had... i dropped them off at cvs oh yeah, and then yeah. they would i didn't develop them they... i was like wait a minute do you have a black room dark room whatever that's called <laughs> got it keep going did we lose you Did she drop the ball too? I think she might have dropped the ball. I think the whole dark room thing, like you know, to graduate school. Oh, there she goes. You were on mute. I was on mute. Yep, you're good though. Oh, where'd you leave? Where'd I lead off? So, uh, photo. I worked mat. there. College. Oh, okay. Photo mat. So I would develop them. I come back to the get them developed. Come back to the office, scan them in. To the we had a database with. Uh, all the shopping centers and owners and tenants. I do that. I work. And at the time, actually, I worked with Greg Carlin. I'll work him in because he had the Starbucks account. So he had it at Ripco. So Ripco had the Starbucks account, I guess, before you guys did, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. So Carlin uh, had the Starbucks account and, and we were invited in to pitch the account because uh, Starbucks was looking to make a change. So I stayed at Ripco through college. And when I graduated um, with my bachelor's, I went on to graduate school. But at the time, I went, did graduate school full-time. And I actually went full-time at Ripco and just kind of moved up from picture-taking taking to um, doing their accounting, their invoicing. And that pretty much just progressed from sending some invoices till, to uh, 
basically being the controller of the company, I pretty much controlled every penny that went in and out. Um, and then I got married and decided I wanted to slow down a little bit and just focus more on a family. So I left Ripco. I took some time off during that time. Um, Jay was calling me, who I knew <laughs> from. Uh, I, I, I was hunting you. Yes, several times. Where did we, we met? I guess at the. Um, uh, you're going to say fundraiser? it. The, oh. Um, oh, well, you would work the retail the network. TRF. The retail, yeah, yeah. I would work at the, the retail, you know, signing people and doing that stuff. That's where I think we met. And then after that, yep. I did, didn't I let you into all our part, the Ripco parties? Did I let you in? You, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and would get of in trouble course. because there were other brokers at our parties. And I was like, Jay. <laughs> Not realizing at the time what I was doing. You were starting your own company. And I'm like, yeah, come to our party. And meanwhile, they're yeah, like, oh, hey, brokers all, at our party. <laughs> all love, all love. Um, yeah, so then you called a few times. And finally, I was ready to get a job again. And uh, here I am. And and, and we met it. at Starbucks and made it we, official. And we met at Starbucks. <laughs> yep. And we met How at Starbucks. Our first meeting. Amazing. And I'm here and I love it. And I wouldn't have changed. We love having you. And coming here. So. I always, you know, it's funny because uh, you and I were friends and we'd see each other at all the events and whatnot, like you just mentioned. And when you got out of the industry, I'm like, you know, it's kind of like sad, like, you know, and, and that's why we, we, I was like, you don't have to work full time. Like, right. you know, we can, we'll, we'll figure it out. And, and it, it's been awesome. And it was perfect. You guys worked with me and you still work with me and it's, it's great. I'm happy. You're, so. you're the best. We have, we have nothing but love for you. <laughs> Thank you. All love. Yeah. Same here. Dougie, Dougie Jerem, man, you're you're a welcomed new addition to the the Saber family. Uh, thank you. As I'm crawling around, dusting things off, just have the carpets clean. So yeah, having a good time here. It sounds sounds like fun. <laughs> it, it, do you wanna you wanna pass and let Digital Kyle jump in, or are you, you good? Uh, no, I'm fine. I'm cool. I can talk and clean. Very good. So when I say new, it's not like super new, but we're talking about some people who have been at the company f since day one. So, um, so how did how did we end up here, man? Oh, hang on a second. Bad connection. Hold on. Can you nope. hear me? No worries. Yeah, we can hear you. Take your time. Hello. Oh, can you hear me? Yep. Can you hear right, me? There we go. Yeah. I did. Yep. For some reason, actually, Clubhouse struggles on my Wi-Fi. It's very weird. So, um, so what was the question? I did not. How, how did how did how did you end up at Saber? How did how did we get here? How did we get here? Well, let's go back in our time machine about twenty years to where this conversation started, like two hours ago, and Jay and I <laughs> met at. Yes, the retailer. Hot topic today. Uh, I think anyone could probably guess Bueller? this one. Bueller, anyone? Dunkin' okay. Donuts. <laughs> right. So we, <laughs> so we, we met at um, what now seems sort of like in the infamous Long Island Starbucks Broker Summit, twenty odd years ago, and. Um, 
so yeah, we, we met there. We we're both doing Starbucks and um, yeah, both continued, uh, you know, at different cadences, obviously Jay stepped away and then came back and uh, at my company, we, you know, did their work for about 20 years until just about a year ago. Um, and so we met there, um, you know, not so much, you know, came of that, just, you know, knew each other, you know, crossing paths every now and again. And then, but, uh, but you know what, I will, I will say real quickly, Doug, because you're, you're, you're humble and modest that you were always like the, the gold standard of information and strategy. It was always like, and by the way, this is what Ferrara Jerem did for us. Can you guys even come close? So I always had a lot so, of respect for you. Thank you. And, and, you know, I think it was actually even having this conversation earlier today. Um, that was like our thing because we're in, you know, I still am in Western New York in Rochester. So, you know, you've got to do something to, you know, to stand out. And it wasn't being you know, in a major metropolitan area. So, you know, I'm a tech person, as I think everybody knows. And so that was always how, you know, we set ourselves apart was, you know, trying to always stay ahead of the curve on, you know, what's the, you know, what's everybody doing? Let's figure out, you know, how to do something better, something that looks better, better information. And so, um, yeah, so that was definitely like our thing. And uh, yeah, it's, and it definitely served us as well particularly in uh, going down the path of, of wanting to, you know, do multi-market and ultimately national advisory work for tenants. Uh, Cause that's, yeah, they care about that uh, you know, a lot more than, you know, on the property leasing side, you know, that's kind of critical for them. So, yeah. So that was kind of always uh, how we differentiated. And then, uh, you know, years go by and, uh, at, I don't remember exactly when, because we did a few different things, but, you know, Jay started Saber, um, and it probably, I don't know if it was through Kenny or, um, you know, exactly how we should first started doing some stuff together, that we'd come to Long Island and, yeah. you know, have a tenant assignment or whatever, and we, you know, we do things here and there. Um, I, I would say that, I would say that, like more on the recent side, you and I, for, yeah. for you and I, it was Tough Mudder Boot Camp yeah. and, 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 uh, and Warrior Factory. Yeah. Those, and so right? that was, yeah, the modern history after sort of, you know, and we like, you know, one kind of big event was the, I think it was Rob's going away dinner. I remember that very clearly from, you know, That's from right. several years back that you guys hosted and that was a really good time. And we were at that. Um, but yeah, for sure, it was really when I launched the national advisory that, that we were doing it at FJI and had some some stuff for Long Island that, that you and I really started um, you know, doing stuff together. Um, and, you know, and then also, you know, I got more visibility to what you were doing and you know, that, that you were doing, you know, a lot of national advisory work. And of course, you know, through the social seeing, seeing <laughs> the uh, yeah man on a plane videos and and all that also gave me a you mean they, you mean they they actually worked the man on they, the plane videos worked they they let they let me know that you know that i needed to pay attention that uh yeah that you and i were going to be chasing some of the same uh the same clients sooner or later so 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they certainly brought awareness um, for sure. Uh, and yeah, I, although probably not to the extent of some others, you know, I, I initially had some of the same reactions of like, hmm, that's kind of interesting. Not sure yeah. I'd do that, but okay. <laughs> uh, you know, and, but I'm, of course, I'm much more open-minded. It wasn't like, you know, he's an idiot. It's just more like, hmm, yeah, that's to huh. his own. And if, huh. and if that, it, I'm like, if, that, he, if it's working it, for him, cool. Is he, is he in the real estate business or is he like, you know, a uh, trying to be a correspondent for E? Well, the, you know, for, you know, I'm a very, I mean, you certainly know by now and it, it you know that i'm not like i very much let like you do what you got to do like i'm not going to pretend that you know that i see everything and you know you may you may see things differently you may have a better way you may just have a way that works for you and like live and let live whatever you know that's cool if it works for you and that's kind of around the video thing i was like yeah you know, must be working in some way because he keeps doing it you know I don't, I don't necessarily can't draw the line between what he's doing and, and the work, but that's probably just because I don't know the story and I don't, you know, I don't know what's going on, you know, yeah, I don't live in his shoes. So I was like, eh, whatever. And so, you know, that was kind of my reaction to it uh, yep. at that time. I found it entertaining but, but, for sure. But by the way, which, which is a, a very normal reaction to it, right? You know, because there's, you know, if you're looking at these videos four years ago, there's really no relevance. It's like, you know, okay, great. I'm in Arizona now and I'm at a shopping center and there's an orange theory and I'm talking about the co-tenancy and, you know, now I'm in Florida and I'm over here with, you know, whatever. So, that, you know, I, I totally but, expected that to be the case. And, and I, and I don't know. I mean, I, I, it wasn't so much that like, I got it from the point of view of you're raising your profile. Like I'm paying attention because, you know, because I can find him on YouTube and, you know, so I can see what, like, I know what Jay's up to. Jay doesn't know what I'm up to because I'm not on YouTube. Mm -hmm. um, so I certainly understood that part of it. It was just that, that age old question that we're still answering every day here, right? Like on Clubhouse, like, how do you measure the ROI? That was the thing for me. <laughs> Like, I know, but, but like can, it can we? A lot of time to do that. I wonder, uh, you know, if he's getting the value out of it. But but that can we more. can we stop here for a second just to like actually actually uh, give some to people? I, I don't get that question asked to me much anymore, right? Because you know, clearly the reason well, let let it, we could definitely say that part of the reason that you're at Sabre has to do with those videos. For sure. Absolutely. I mean, you, you know, the, I would say the successors to those videos, the continuation of that, that presence. And certainly by the time, you know, the idea of, of me, you know, coming to Sabre, you know, became an actual thing. You know, it was, it was long past, you know, having any questions about, about what the, value was or the purpose because the world had moved you know to you know to catch up more with yeah. that you know and so it wasn't it wasn't such a unique thing uh, or such an unusual thing by that yeah. time but it certainly kept um it kept saber you know top of mind and and i told you when i reached out uh, originally back um uh, in whatever in the spring you know 
the reason I reached out was because of social media, because I had seen that you had brought Kyle on yep. in March or April, whatever it was, but early on in the pandemic. And yeah, what I thought when I saw that was, well, something, things must be still doing pretty well at Sabre because he's bringing people in. And so, you know, maybe it's worth a call. Like yep. I was watching on social media that you were like letting everyone go probably wouldn't have called you. <laughs> so, so that, you know, that it's really what sparked the idea. Um, yep. Just because I saw, you know, somebody coming on board and yeah, I didn't know who Kyle was, you know, anything about him. Maybe if I had known, I might not have made the call. I don't know. But, <laughs> uh, just kidding. Um, but, you know, that it just, it just sent a signal. It wasn't about particularly who it was. Um, but it, Although that's not entirely true because it wasn't, it, it, you know, it looked like to me what, you know, the message that was put across is like financial addition. You know, it wasn't like, hey, here's a guy who's like new to the business that we just, you know, hired and we're, you know, we're training him. It was like, you know, here's somebody who's, you know, who's done stuff and, you know, is, uh, you know, is visible and, and yeah, he made the move from CV to come into Sabre. So that got, that's, yeah, so it's a little more to it than that. But that, yeah, that's what got my attention and, and gave me the idea 100%. Like, I'm super clear on that. It wasn't like something that I you know, had been thinking about, not thinking about. Like, that was the moment that I was like, hmm, this might be an avenue. Yep. And yeah, and, and at fun. that point, at that point, you had you know, decided that you wanted to make a change and, and yeah, you I obviously knew, I, had I was, options. I was, I was, yeah, I mean, I was, I had been, yeah. Yeah, th- it wasn't like now I'm going to make a change. It was like I was in that process, and and that presented itself as you know as a potentially a path um, to go down. Yep, yep. And you regret that decision in a major way. Sorry about that. Phone call. Uh, <laughs> it was pretty quick. I mean, I I picked up I picked up the phone and you know we talked and you know had a second call and pretty much at that point it was just. You know, after that, it was just like, you know, can we, you know, can we work out economics and, you know, in a deal? But it really only took us a couple of calls to become very clear, like, you know, it would be a good, very complimentary, um, uh, you know, coming together. More so, more than, For sure, more than man. I, actually, more than I expected when we first started talking. Uh, you know, it wasn't until a bit it's, later. It's that, funny because when, when when your phone cut out, I said, and you regretted that decision every day since, <laughs> and you didn't hear that. But no. um, you know, I, I know that's not the case because no, you know it's been all. it's been pretty crazy, man. It's been a blur, and we're doing doing a lot together specifically. Yeah, I mean, it hasn't been that long. We're getting some yeah, some really great traction. Yeah, we're we're yeah, you know, we're still building you know some our stuff inside and. Uh, you know, we're, we're certainly have gotten to a point where, you know, we're, we've, uh, you know, sort of the you know, version one or version 0.5 of this, you know, the infrastructure we're, we're building is in place. Um, and, you know, it's already, uh, you know, really helping us be more successful. And, uh, you know, we're just kind of getting started. We got a lot of great ideas and you know, a lot more that we're going to do to, you know, make Saber more scalable, which, you know, make it more scalable for, you know, for all of our our clients and our partners and uh, yeah, I mean, that's where we're going. You know, it's all about, you know, on the national 
industry side, you know, building building a company that can help other brands scale their retail businesses. Yeah, I mean, I think you know w- what's enabled us to even do that, right? Is and, and Doug, you're 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 definitely not a stupid person, right? So, you know, when you saw the opp- opportunity to marry what what you were doing with what we are doing. Um, the fact that we have now, 10 years later, a, a widely nationally recognized brand, you know, has really uh, given us a, 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 a leg up when we're out there, uh, you know, talking about these accounts and, and pitching business. I think, you know, we're, we're, we're in the best place we could, we could possibly be. And it's exciting. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I mean, that's, you know, the, you know, the platform, the brand, you know, the, the marketing skill um, and the team, you know, were, were the things that, you know, were, were attractive. And, and I also knew that I could bring things, you know, into the company uh, that would help take those things and, and help push them to the next level. And that's, that was, those are the things where I said, yeah, I didn't necessarily from the outside couldn't see, but once, you know, once we started talking, you know, the, there were, that there were more, uh, there's more synergy and less less overlap than you know, might have been apparent from from the outside. Yep, that makes makes complete sense. Well, you know, listen, I, I, as these chapters continue to happen, um, you know, I'm, I'm very excited. Obviously, that you're on board. You have elevated, uh, you know, everything that that we've been doing, and you know, we I I I just love learning i'm a student you know and and i think that's uh the best part about what we do is we don't have anybody telling us that we can't do anything and that's the biggest difference we're uh we're doing things like i said earlier uh, you know the 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 we're using the best traditional practices as well as what i would consider to be the best new school practices um I see. I see Nat, our, our friends Natalie and Gabe in, uh, out there. Uh, before we wrap this up, I wanted to see if 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 those guys would love to maybe join us up here to say hello, give a little digital army love while we're in here. I I would I would have brought Brittany up, but I, but I can't because she's actually recording. So if I bring Brittany up, we're uh, we're, we're we're gonna lose the recording. What up, Nat? What up, Newsy Nat? Hello, hello. I've been listening to you guys for like two hours. This has been awesome. <laughs> I know. And I have to recognize that, which is why I bring you up. You know, we, we like, obviously, Natalie, I love the fact that we we're super connected and, and we have the, uh, the digital army as well, you know, and, and a lot of the same, you know, vibes and energy that we share at Sabre, obviously, you know, continue on outside of Sabre and the digital army's uh, the benefit, you know, beneficiary of a lot of that stuff. So uh, I, I love the fact that you've been hanging out for practically, I think, this entire two hours here, two plus hours here. Yeah, I missed like the first 10 minutes because I was filming in my shirt. So I want to count that as support. <laughs> there you go. All, all good, man. Any anything, any anything come to mind while you're over those two hours? I'm just curious to get somebody who's not inside these four walls you know, just the perspective. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I hear about you guys all the time in the market and it's always good things, good vibes, you know, good reputation. And even hearing from the speakers today, I mean, 
you guys are making a splash and I think it's the waves are going farther than you even realize. And that's a really great thing. I appreciate that. I, I, I always um, value your perspective on things. So, you know, that, that, that means the world. I appreciate it very much. Absolutely. Good stuff. Well, Nat, you're going to, you're going to cap us off here. So you, you, uh, you know what, can you do it in your best newsy Nat? We <laughs> sure, have to, we have to show the people you know, what, what the digital army is about since we have the opportunity. So, you know, listen, Natalie's one of my favorite creative real estate people. And guys, if you're not entertaining, uh, you're, you're, you're not necessarily going to do the same amount of business, business that you'd be able to do otherwise. And I think, um, you know, Sabres at, at the center of a lot of, uh, the creativity with the use of social media in brokerage specifically, uh, Natalie, somebody who's crushing it in her lane. And, uh, she has this alter ego newsy Nat. So newsy Nat, why don't you take us out? Absolutely. I will. Uh, good evening, everyone. Thank you so much for watching the Sabre news feature on channel 10. 10 news for their 10 year anniversary and tune in next time to hear more about it. Good night. Love that newsy Nat. We out guys. Happy anniversary. I love you all.